Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. I'm here with the boys. We've got Cal, Jackie and Scouse as usual. Let's go. We've had an uh, interesting week. Um, no football last weekend because of the Queen's passing. So we're going to uh, make do with what we can. We're going to talk about the Champions League fixtures that went about through the midweek. Um, there was a few games last night as well we can chat about. We're also going to bring up the topic of the Super League and just discuss our thoughts, where it's going, um, and just bits and pieces about that. Also, there's some comments from Todd Todd Bowley we want to discuss as well. But, yeah, how's everyone's week's been? Yeah, it's been good, eh? Good to go win the Champions League, so (laughs) always happy about that. (laughs) About time. (laughs) Go on, Cal. No, just... (laughs) Just Liverpool winning, finally going ahead in the game. <laughs> to be fair, we won our, our game too. It felt good after losing the first in the Europa. The game against Sheriff, is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, they beat Real Madrid last year, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Big trip to Moldova that way. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't play at their um, usual home game. No, they played at a secondary venue. I didn't see the reason why. Probably because we're too massive and we sold it out too quick. Mm. <laughs> should, we, should we start with the uh, Liverpool and United results then? We'll kick off with Liverpool, obviously the more exciting competition. Yeah, Champions yeah League. I mean, we don't really need to touch on United. We beat, I would like to. We beat a team called Sheriff with a penalty Mate. and a fucking <laughs> <Sanchez> <laughs> screamer. Right, well, we, we can touch on it, but yeah. go on. How, how, how did your boys think you fared in the game? Who was it, who was it versus? Ajax. 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 I think... Um, Ajax. 2-1, was it? Yes, yeah. 2-1. I think that the, um, the whole midfield issue... Was a big point prover in that game, like having Thiago back and having that balance back in the midfield. Like, absolutely, Thiago is a fucking beautiful footballer. But just seeing how our team operates when we actually have an engine of a midfield that can do its job, like it's huge for us. Yeah, I don't know what what it's been in the midfield, like, in, like in the past, but with Thiago sort of sitting there a little bit deeper next to Fabinho, he had a bit more solidarity. Mm. And when we tried to f- like force something in the box, didn't work out. We had that cover immediately where we could just counter press and win it again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, oh, I, I feel like possession wise and stuff like that, it's been how it has all season so far. Mm. Um, we just haven't been able to mount the pressure that we usually do. For as long as we do, I was looking at our stats for this season, and we're getting, we've been getting outrun every game. Yeah, so that's a big factor because Liverpool, especially Klopp's style of football, were known to be like running machines, like yeah. outrun every single team, and that's yeah. one of the biggest reasons why our performance have been the way we are because we just dropped that. You know, we haven't been running as much. I think it was like two Ks per player. Mm-hmm. Sh- outrun. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That's like, a lot. It used to be, we, used to, we used to run over 13 Ks a game. Now we're running 11. Yeah. So I think that Ajax game was to switch around with that when we had that um, midfield back in check. But it's just making sure the boys are up to doing the run and putting the press in again. Because I know we did have a big season last season. And that's probably why we had those effects at the start of this season. Just tired legs, tired minds. But hopefully now we've had a bit of a turnaround with it. But um, I want to shout out to Jota. He came back from injury. I thought he played really well. Yeah. He offers something up there that I like. It's exciting. And also Matip, very underrated defender. 
Mm. I fucking love him. So, Matip, <laughs> stay in the side, brother. I know you're watching. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Salah, go on. Salah scored another <clears throat> goal. Seems that Nunez drops out of that team and immediately Salah finds his, finds his bollocks again. Is that a change of system particularly or is it just a, a taking up the space that Nunez isn't type deal? Yeah, probably. Like the Nunez, Jota, I thought Nunez played. He came off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah, okay. Jota, Jota's movements is different. Definitely. And the players around just react to that. I know when Nunez is up there, Salah and Diaz are really wide. But when Jota or Bobby's in up there, you'll see Bobby drop in and then either Diaz or Salah take up a central role. Yeah, and I think if, I think if Kopas is seen now, like you can't just spread Diaz and Salah. I think that might be a big reason in terms of our press as well because we might be too spread apart, too wide. Yeah. So we, we come back to being more compact, even though we've got a number nine up front. I reckon we should still play the way we play. It's just um, getting that link in with Nunez and the other boys. But, yeah, I think Salah still has to play like that inverted winger. He's still got to come in and do like what he always does because when he does that, he just scores goals for fun. Yeah. So I think if we just stick to that type of gameplay, no matter whether Nunez is playing or not, I think we will keep getting results from here on out. But it's interesting you mentioned the press there because I remember a few times Salah, like as we we're pressing, Salah was would press right over to the left wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. So, <laughs> do you think it's um, uh, Nunez not adapting to the system quickly, or is it Klopp trying to change the system for Nunez? Do you think? Oh, it's both. Oh, uh, I I actually think it's Nunez not adapting as well. Yeah, so you think Klopp wants to play same way, but with Nunez at the forefront, but Nunez just hasn't got the grasp of it just yet. Which uh, is, there's no no shame in that. He's only just come to the club. Yeah, yeah. Uh I, th- I think there would be some sort of tweaks of the system, mm. but not massive overhaul. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's both because Salah's pushed all the way so wide that it makes it so hard for him to get involved in the game. I do think that has been detrimental to our lack of goals this season besides our flog into Bournemouth. But That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so I think that's been our lack of goals because we're pushing our forwards too wide. Then our midfield is not working at all. So like that final third of the pitch just feels very isolated because there's too much space. So I feel like when Salah is in more with Diaz and we have that midfield, we're a lot more compact than we can put that press on. But I feel like, yeah, we're just even pushing Salah like two metres wider... I think it can just throw a lot of things out of balance because it just creates more gaps in between. I know what you're saying, but I don't think it's Klopp asking the team to do that. I just think it's the players reacting of what Nunes is doing at the moment. I don't know, because I don't think Klopp would accept the players playing a completely different style for the first time in ages, just reacting to a player and not getting into them about it and being like, look, no, come in, this is how we play, this is what we do, you got to run off to these channels. Why are you... Pushing so too far. Why? Why do you think he is like? Like, if if it is Klopp, like you're saying, if, if Klopp is sort of implementing that to work around Nunez, what's the end goal there? Like with, with Salah and Diaz pushing wider, is he just hoping to have Nunez as just a focal point in the box? Just everything hits goes through him, or well, I don't understand really because I feel like the big thing as well is if you push your wingers wider you shut down the overlap of the wingbacks, which for you guys, for Liverpool, your fullbacks are your 
primary source of delivery yeah. generally. And if your wingers are wider, it just means that they can't get as forward, I think. Yeah. Um, which could be a big reason as to why he's aren't flowing so much. But I agree. And also with, with Elliot in the right side in the midfield too, I think the reason Sal does push out, not just for Nunez, but it gives Elliot that space to come in and do some work as well. Yeah. Because our midfielders are always just being like, like a typical Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho, just free workhorses. But now we're getting a bit more technical technical ability, if that's how you pronounce it, <laughs> in the <laughs> midfield. So I feel like he's trying to make room for that. Yeah. But I think he's still trying to understand the flow of the players and how he fit in the system. But yeah, I feel like against Ajax, he got it right. But I do believe like Thiago is a massive difference in that team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's fair. He runs everything for us. Yeah. That's all I really have about Liverpool. Quick shout out to Mohamed Kudus because that was one hell of a finish. That yeah, was. that was a good goal. Absolute thunderstruck. He's fell on hard times since moving to Ajax. Hasn't really found his form. but He looks like he's he's hit the ground running a bit this season, but yeah, under new management. Coming back in and getting and that they, shot. To be fair to Ajax, like, I mean, Liverpool, even in a bad spell, Liverpool are no easy feat. Mm. And they smashed who was Rangers, it? Rangers week. 4-0 last yeah. week. You know, they've. I think that they've won every single game in the Eredivisie. Which, you know, say yeah. what you will about it, but they've hit the ground running with a brand new manager. You and know, they've got six left. first team players. This yeah, summer. and yeah, yeah a massive, massive reshuffle for them, and they're doing really well. I think because Nero's left too, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he, he go to Benfica? Benfica. Yeah, he went to uh, Shakhtar, I think, just before yeah. the Ukraine war started, and then he got his move from Shakhtar to Benfica. Yeah, so right, Nero's. Yeah. Well, speaking of Neres, he scored in a two-one win for Benfica against Juventus. Huge points. That's a huge Benfica. Um, I don't think we've mentioned it. I think I've said it to you boys off the podcast. Allegri at Juventus this season. You've said to me, "I've been fucking yeah. terrible." Juventus yeah. have not started their. I think Serie A. They're outside the top four currently. Yeah. They are woeful. Juventus just aren't the side they used to be, I think. I think it's hard to categorise them as like a, a giant still. Similar to what goes on with United. But, you know, they're just not at that le- level of like the big boys now, you know, in my opinion. Oh, no yeah. one in that team for me like jumps out and be like, fuck, yeah, that's a good side. Well, yeah, exactly. They're set up in that 3-5-2. And they so they bought in Kostic this um, window. They bought in Paredes, uh, Milik, Bremer, but they still like they're, they're playing, all good signings. Yeah. but they're all good mid sort of tier signings. It's very very bizarre, and I mean it's weird that they bought in Milik when they've got Vlahovic, who is a big target man centre forward. He's far more agile. And they've far spent more technically a lot better. of money on him. Too. They also signed um, Paredes. Angel Di Maria, Paul Di Maria. Pogba. Di Maria, I don't think Pog- played Pogba's this game. In some, oh, um, come on. He's he's got well, some sort of. Pogba did an ACL, and then he's got oh, hectic he, uh, personal stuff going. Yeah, on. there's some shit going on with it. So well. he's. Got, I think he misses oh. the whole of this season. Actually, I think he transfer yeah. misses the whole of the season, which is a big loss for him. But you know, Di Maria is a massive. So he's looked good. To be fair, he's Di been Maria he's been there shining, shining light, light yeah. but they're just not that good. No, really you've also lost um, Delit, Alpha, <laughs> Zachariah, Dybala, Federico, Benedeschi, Douglas Costa, Cellini. They definitely um, they've had to change their system pretty. Did they lose Chiesa? Yeah, he's on loan, wasn't 
Yeah, I, I think they've still got Chiesa. Yeah, he did his. I think he did MCL, ACL, one of the something oh. horrendous this, in his name. This says he's on loan from Fiorentina. No, he w- he he loaned in to Fiorentina. Oh, okay. I think, or they well, they signed him and loaned him to Fiorentina, yeah, something, something like that. That might right. be like a couple of years ago, but <coughs> yeah, it's just very. And but shout out to Benfica because their team is, I mean, it's a classic <laughs> Benfica team. It's full of random young. They still got Rafa. Rafa, hey. yeah, Rafa. Oh, no, Rafa. Oh, I, his name. I, just yeah, he's, I think he FIFA. scored last week. Rafa, yeah, yeah, Rafa Silva, yeah, my yeah. oh, boy. But yeah, <laughs> well, they've got players like Joel Mario, um, Otamendi in there. Obviously, Grimaldo still a uh, left back. Lacodemus in goal. Mm. But David Neres and Joel Mario. I think Joel Mario scored from the penalty spot. Mm. A penalty, mm. and then a David Neres quality finish. But yeah, very confusing for uh, Juventus. But the team, I mean, regardless of the mid-tier signings, the team they have, the manager they have, the support they've got. It's weird to see them in the decline that it looks like it is. I can't see it lasting long. That's what I will say about it. I think yeah. I think one one positive thing for the, this, but is the Serie A has come to light. Mm. I think you know you look at uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan, and they're both skyrocketing. Napoli Roma. as well, Roma under Mourinho. Oh. They're all all sort of um, flowering a bit mm. and um, just coming up big. So it is good to see because for for years it was Juve, just every every single season yeah. would win the the Serie A and just dominate, like and it would be no com- competition. Yeah, but the it's thing now, oh, so I could go. I was just gonna say, so it's good to see the other big boys from the Serie A, yeah, sort of come up. It's good to see the competition, but my concern with Serie A is that I don't, I can't see like any big players going there in the future, like to that league. I think it's the opposite. I think we're seeing more of it. Like you've seen Tammy Abraham and that decide, fuck Chelsea, they're not going to respect me. A lot of the English players are starting to go there, yeah, which I'm is crazy because English players don't yeah. often play as Different type of football there as it well. Is, yeah. Back, I know, I, I see what you're saying. But I mean, like some top level players, yeah. like Tammy's like promising. Like when Ronaldo back, went. Like a Mane when he left or anything yeah. like that. I mean, I guess it just comes with their wage structure too, how they... Yeah. If they're willing to pay those big numbers that, for those types of players, because didn't Juventus not long ago? It was probably a while ago now, but they got demoted back down to the second league because of some situations yeah. because of money. That was a Del Piero, Del Piero times, one, yeah. yeah. Where they went all the way back down to Serie B and then had to come all the so way. They back probably down. learned from that, yeah. <laughs> and back back in those days, but the, the Serie A was the league. Like yeah. everyone mm. wanted to play in the Serie A, yeah. like in oh, Europe. Yeah. Growing yeah. up, I, I was always wearing Inter Milan kits. Yeah, I love. I frothed. I used to wake up. Um, and watch Serie A mm-hmm. before school and stuff because they had the games with better times. But, yeah, I think it's good to see that the league's definitely growing. Yeah. Um, and it's I think they're probably progressing more than any other league. I think Premier it's hard for every other league at the moment because the Premier League's so wealthy. No one, like, like you said, the superstars, pretty much every superstar from here on out is going to come to the Prem yeah. because the, the money is just... Outrageously more in the prem, but they're doing really well. They've got some really massive players there, mm. and they're bringing up pretty some some big youngsters too. Yes. Rafa, Rafael Leal, Rafael was saying Leal, he yeah. is a joke. He's gonna he's moving to the prem in the next season. I he's, think. Oh no, he's signing a new contract. Oh, I'm yeah, telling I'm you, mate. Lock him down. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's coming to the prem in the mate, next season. Where's he going? You reckon you know? No, I, I can see Chelsea buying. Well, him. Chelsea had a verbal bid for him last window, and Milan were like, "No, go fuck yourselves." 
he'll come. Game's awesome. He he suits the prem so well. He's taken a long time to get as good as he is. Though. They signed him, I think, two or three seasons ago, and he yeah. was kind of just scoring enough goals to keep him in the team. Yeah, but since he's um, so young, but like Holy's come into that team, Simeone Poli, and pushed him out wide. He's been. He's been marvellous. Yeah. That whole Milan team. I guess since we're talking about him, we'll talk about their result. They did a 3-1 on Zagreb. Yeah. They did what <coughs> Chelsea, uh, couldn't. Chelsea couldn't. But again, they looked fucking brilliant. And, you know, it's a big part of what they've done is bringing in players like Ibra and Giroud mm. because they had such a young team. They've brought in these elite winning mentalities. Yeah. And they've turned these players into absolute savages. Sandro Tonali, He's the a- talent that he, we all knew he had, is on full display. Yeah, you, I mean you can go through that. Fakaya Tomori, oh my god. Yeah, Chelsea, you suck. Yeah, Chelsea sucked. <laughs> the what, most what are you thinking, Chelsea? Yeah. And like, that that was cheap too. Eh? They let him go for like peanuts. Yeah. yeah, something ridiculous like that. Ridiculous. No buyback, nothing. Idiots, Chelsea, you're idiots. idiots. <laughs> like, shout out Milan. Yeah, the thing with Milan in that game there is, let's see how they go at Zagreb. Yeah, because that's where at, that's where they was that at the San Siro was it at home for Milan? Yeah, yeah, it was at the San Siro. So we um, since we discussed Chelsea before, should we discuss Graham Potter's first game in charge? First game in charge against Red Bull Salzburg at Is home at Stamford Bridge. Stamford, yeah. Segway. Have a look at this lineup because I'm pretty sure Sterling played as a wing back. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. He played a three-five-two. So he's still kept scored. the he still scored. Yes. Yeah. Of uh, Tuchel, which was obviously going to happen. You can't just come in and throw a new system at players. Yeah. But yeah, he's got Cucurella. Two, did he? It looks like it. Mine's like a 4 2 3 one. Okay. I mean, it looks fluent because he's got Reese James. As Pill can play centre-back. Yeah. Cucurella is bought in to do that role that he wanted to do. Do you want to see mine, mate? They had good possession. 72. What's, what app's that? Let's just Google. Who's the third centre-back? Thiago Silva, Azpilicueta, and Cucurella. Okay. Cucurella. Yeah. I mean, it's good. And to see Mason Mount progressing into those more dominant areas as well. Obviously, they didn't get the result they wanted, but... Yeah, especially for Chelsea too, because the bottom of their table in the group, so they're going to have to start winning, get some games, get some points, because their next two games is AC Milan back-to-back. Yeah. That's tough. Statistically, though, this game, Chelsea absolutely battled like 17 shots to four, 73% possession. Yeah, but they did that. That's They did that against Zagreb, too. They dominated that game and they just didn't, mm. in the end, get it. But to me, it's going to take time. Yeah, like, you I think about, like, I don't think they're going to get a new manager bounce, to me. Like, mm. you think about the level of manager Tuchel is to yeah. Potter. Yeah. If they're not going to listen to Tuchel, these, these players, and and sort of get their like get the best out of them. What what makes you think Potter's going to do it? Potter's a bright manager. Well, Tuchel has an ego. Yeah. So he's he's probably thinking, well, I can only imagine what what might go on in the change room, but Tuchel probably won't take no for an answer. Like he'll just yeah. say like fucking do it this way or whatever. I feel like Graham Potter might be more of like let's have a cuddle. Yeah. I do agree. But I think my thing is I think Potter will take time. I think Potter will yes, get certainly. success. Yeah. But it won't be it won't yeah. be quick. He's not an immediate not like quick. he's not an immediate success type of manager like a yeah. Conte or like a Mourinho to some extent. 
I think he'll have to, he'll change a lot of players too, Potter. Yeah, a lot certainly. of those players won't suit what Potter wants. Most certainly, they have Chelsea have to be patient with Potter too. Yeah, and they kind of just fucking six months. He's not at the position they're at. I, I've It'll been listening year, to a lot of year and stuff and a half before yeah. he gets about the Tuchel fallout, and it seems like it's more so the fact that Bowley and Tuchel weren't. Yeah, yeah, they friendly. weren't on the same like. Oh, well, obviously the four four three thing. Yeah, that and <laughs> that guy, <right>? yeah. <laughs> Where Bowley Fuck said we should hell. play a four four three, and Tuchel kind of sneered at him. But like, it sounds like a lot of their <laughs> communication was that, like Bowley being like, "Oh, let's do. We that. should do this." Yeah. And Tuchel being like, "Why would we do this?" Yeah, like, like, bro, I'm the manager. Like, yeah. rather listen to. You. If you're watching this and you don't, you're your coaching badges, Bowley cunt. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this and you don't understand why four four three is funny, it's because you. There's too many players. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's a formation. Like <laughs> but yeah, like obviously we'll we'll get on a bit later to some of Bowie's other comments this week. Well, do like we think Chelsea are making it out the group? Oh yes. I think so. I think you know, the teams they've got, Zagreb and Salzburg they've, should be another six points. And I mean they've already got one, so I think they're I think they're lucky. If there was a third team in that group that was half decent, like I think Salzburg and, and um, Zagreb are definitely down the bottom of the teams in the Champions League. Mm. I think if there was like a third team, like a Seville or something like that, who were decent, they yeah. wouldn't make it out. But yeah. I think they're the quite. The thing lucky. is, the versus two worst teams first got one point from two. Now they got AC back to back. Yeah, that's the only challenge I find. I think they might get points from AC to be honest, because it's a big game. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, the players might step up rather than being starting in first gear. They might be starting in third. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, what, what's our... Moving uh, on. They might stall. Sporting versus Tottenham. I want to just touch on it briefly. A 2-0 loss for Conte's men away to uh, Lisbon. And both goals coming at 90 minutes or later for Sporting. 90 in the 93rd. Paulino. Yes. Um, Stats-wise, again, very even game. Um, porting, uh, porting. Sporting had them on. <laughs> it's so early. Sporting had them on possession. Um, it's a very bizarre fixture. Very, very bizarre fixture. I obviously thought this was just going to be a straight Tottenham demolition job. Yeah, yeah. but hats off. Did Arthur Gomez come on for a pe- to take a penalty or no? He's a young winger. He- did like a little mazy run and scored. So he came on ninety second, scored ninety third. Yeah, he, scored, he just did like a mazy run and what did he like three players and scored. Spurs didn't start a weak team. They started their yeah, full they. strength: Richarlison, Son, Kane, Perisic, Bentancur, Hjoiberg. I was look at Tottenham's team. That's a good team. I see their defense. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Davies, Dyer, and Romero. <laughs> Mental that Eric. They're loving that again. Romero. One player I want to talk about: Love Marcus that. Edwards. Ex-Spurs man. Yeah. And he fucking what tore a them he apart. Is, man. What a player. He is He is a very, very good player. He is exciting. It, I love when little English players decide like, to go and get their chance. Somewhere yeah. like Portugal, like Angel Gomez decided. Like Eric Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, the, the Eric Dyer derby. Yeah. But yeah, to go and get this experience elsewhere in a team where they know they're going to be good enough to get into and they get to just show their full colours. like Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting that confidence on your like on your sleeve yeah. is a massive thing Big at that time. age. It's what every young per- player should do. Instead of just sitting on the bench until you're 25 and then eventually getting game time. Yeah, you know, just go out and get after it because then you'll probably even get that big team move when you're 22, when you're younger. Yeah. 
and you already got the confidence, you got the experience, especially experience playing in like Champions League, starting things yeah. like that as well, like yeah. stuff yeah. that you can't buy. Against your old team too, to absolutely yeah. tear them to shreds on a personal level. That must yeah. feel so good. There was one one mazy run he did where he, he almost scored, I yeah. think. Just he fucking skinned about four Spurs players and he was just all himself, no one else. Like yeah. he just... And then fucking on the six yard box, right foot shot. I think the keeper just saves it. It's like, mm. I, I remember watching um, the highlights of the game before. I think Ben, ben no, not Ben. No, um, I can't remember who they versed in the game before. But uh, Frankfurt. Well, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt. I think. Yeah, Frankfurt, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I watched the highlights and that, and he was the standout again. So. Hats off to him. Mm. I think it's good. Um, I was going to say, I think it's good for English players to get out of England too. Yeah, like I agree. You see loans, oh, loan moves and, and stuff of players going to the championship mm. where they're just drilled into a system, which yeah. I think is good for some some types of players. But when you see like a young, exciting winger or a young, exciting cam or something like that or a good striker getting out. Like a Temi. Yeah, getting out and like playing a different type of football. Yeah, a more free flowing, yeah, less physically intensive, bit more technical. Because how many how many players from the championship do we see break it out into the Premier League? Like you drilled into a system, you taught how to play, you drilled drilled out of like, you know how 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 to sort of like have that flair and stuff like that. Like I feel like the championship is more sort of. I feel like it's it's slowly shifting though because you look at players coming up recently like the Brentford. Team basically, like yeah, but they're Vissilvers not they're not really Vissers and championship players, are they? They've all been signed uh, outside of, out, outside of England. Like yeah, Bre- but they, they've side. they've come in and done championship seasons. You know, or look at like yeah. Eze. Eze was a big one for me. Come yeah. from the championship after that time. Um, some of the Bournemouth players that have been there three four seasons before coming back up. Yeah, like it's starting to. It's definitely like a very. Even Fulham, to an extent, now I think about it. That Fulham team, like, compared to last time they came up, mm. much more, like, flowy football yeah. rather than Route 1, four four two basic bullshit. It's just, it's going to take time because the shit, well, not the shit teams, the lower teams still have to play that type of football to get a result. Yeah. Whereas the higher you get, the more you can start to play more Very, expansive yeah. football. But I feel like as a young player, if you go to a team like Sporting and go to Portugal... You have like more opportunity to express your own football yeah. and your style as well and showcase that. Definitely. And the fans fucking love you for it. Yeah. Amazing little wizard. Um Is there any more big games we want to talk about? Shall I just touch on all the results briefly? Yeah, I just want to fucking Helen's goal was nuts against Dortmund. Oh yeah, that was fucking yeah. jumps like twenty meters in the air. It's just outside of the foot correct. Yeah. It overshadows John Stone's unreal oh, goal to John Stone, yeah. <laughs> What a cracker what a that boy. is. What a boy. But um, I think we discussed as well before the potty, but Jude Bellingham with probably hey man of the match Jude. performance in that game. Yeah. Please come to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very very big. He's definitely... In a, in a game where just you just sit in and soak up the pressure mm. for him to be one of the men of the match. Like At 19 years of age, he is a joke. Yeah, he 19 is. years yeah, old, 19. like... He's yeah. just mental. And he's so composed after the game in his interviews and stuff. Like He's got about 10 years till his prime. Yeah. yeah. 11 years. Which is nuts. Insane. So good. I think, it, I mean, he was already on with the radar of every single big club since he was at Birmingham. Yeah. But like that, 
as an open yeah, audition to anyone. Like, you got 100 mil, I'm here and I'm waiting. I think this season's really pushing him into, like, superstardom level. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, into those big Real Madrid's, Barcelona's, like, the top yeah. prem teams. It, Everyone's it would be mental to see him still at Dortmund next season. Yeah. Would be I reckon he'll definitely come to England. I can't see him going to, like, a Bayern or a Barca. I think it's, it's definitely hard that when those on. teams come. Yeah. Cool and if Real Madrid <clears throat> does, if Real Madrid, you just said Madrid, then I wasn't even thinking about that. If they get him, their midfield is so. Chiumini, Camavingo, Bellingham, Valverde, Valverde. He's a he's a joke. We need too. to touch on him is, if we're talking about Champions League. Is My Bellingham God. a Brummy? Yeah. Is. Oh, come to Liverpool then, mate. It's just down the road. Been there, your family. Yeah, I just want to touch on Valverde. Now I mentioned him. Oh, yeah. He's fucking unreal. See his celebration? Yeah, he's <laughs> so unreal. <laughs> Apparently Ancelotti told him to start the season, if you don't get 10 goals, I'm ripping up my co- my coaching ability. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you're so good. He's he, Yeah, he's different, Graeber. Yeah. He's fucking unreal. Just such a raw player. Like, he's yeah. so... Some of the goals he's already scored this season, like, there's photos of him in his own half starting off runs before he like yeah. puts it in the back of the net and it's not the first time he's done it this season and the thing with Madrid too like looking at that midfield for so long being Cruz, Modric and Casemiro like he looks like kind of like an unreplaceable midfield yeah. but fuck he's done some good business to bring some other boys in the, yeah. the talent they bought in is insane and the fact that they're mixing the two like obviously letting Casemiro go first rather than letting all three go in two seasons like and Modric still doing Modric bits. still performing he is He's still top notch for sure. He's thirty seven now too, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's he's up there. That, yeah. Well, Just hats off to Real Madrid because yeah, honestly, they're, they're well. doing really well to like phase out of that. Yeah. Even like defense, like lose Ramos and bring in Rudiger. Yeah. Um. Just things like Al- that. Alaba. Alaba. Dan Melitain. Yeah. Finally coming good. Courtois now finally found his form. Yeah. Do they have a right back replacement for Carvajal? I don't think they do. Do they? I don't think so because I think they sold Odrizola. Yeah, mm. it's probably next. Yeah, yeah that'll there'll, be, the there'll be someone. There'll be some young Spanish talent we don't even know about. Well, Pedro Porro from uh, Sporting. Sporting. What about him? He's a little Spanish wizard. I can see. I think he's City's player, isn't he? No, they bought him permanently this season. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Could be one. Yeah. Um. Also for Real Madrid, Rodrigo and. I mean, Vinny had a really good year last year, but Rodrigo and Vinny starting this season mm-hmm. very, very well. Looking like what they paid for. Well, I even think. Eden Hazard. Has oh, he scored one goal. No, but even that, <laughs> that first Champions League game, he orchestrated all three. Yeah. like And he, even in the league this year, he's coming on and he's actually having an impact. Yeah. Not just jogging around with his big ass poking out. He's coming <laughs> out from the shadows. Yeah. Fucking pigeon. <laughs> big ass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just touch on all the other results. So we've got Inter 2 0 against Victoria Plisson. Uh Bayern 2 0 against Barca. That was a big game too. Big mm. game. Um Club Bruges 4 0 against Porto. Huge Shoot. result for them. Yeah. Marseille and Frankfurt, 1 0 for Frankfurt. The Marseille fans running through the stadium afterwards with bandanas and machetes and flares. Did they? Mm. Yeah. Marseille and mental. That was that was mental, bad. mental. Um <laughs> Leverkusen with a 2 0 upset on Atletico. Shakhtar and Celtic a one all, uh, Napoli a three nil demolishing of Rangers, uh, Madrid two nil Leipzig, Copenhagen and Seville two uh, nil draw, Maccabi and PSG. Maccabi gave him a little scare, little one nil lead, and then PSG turned it on, and finally Dortmund two one. 
at City 2-1 against Dortmund. Sorry. All three of the big stars from PSG scoring. Yeah. That Ben Neymar and Messi. It is crazy to see Messi come into his own under a new manager. Like, just actually doing bits for that team. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's flourishing again. I mean, it's the... Like they all they all seem to be, but they all seem yeah. to be gelling really well this season. In, yeah. in pretty much all their games, they're all getting goals. Mbappe just needs to get out of his own head and fucking just play. Yeah, he's just, he's still playing well. Yeah, well, he's just a fucking being a bit of a knob, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, like he just thinks he's the best thing at he is since last bread. The best played player in the world, but only player that really have any say in a club. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I would like, think I'm the best player in the world too. Yeah, but it's just. Play, I think I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it's media orientated. But so like do I. I reckon that mentality is one of the best things you can have as a footballer. I think so. That's like what pushes. Like that's like <laughs> people say Ronaldo. That's why yeah. they hate him. But that's why he's. That's why he's one of the best ever. I because agree. of that mentality. I agree hundred percent. I think you need that, eh? Yeah. If you don't have that mentality, you're going to be too humble, too nice. And you're not going to reach your peak performance as you would. Still young though. Like yeah, having that mentality at twenty-two. Mm. That's crazy Ronaldo had that mentality From like fucking 17, 18 well, maybe Who's Mbappe's favourite player? Me <laughs> <laughs> No I think I do think But um, With the Mbappe thing Like It hasn't just been given to him he f- He's earned that Yeah like, he, it, he's, he's gone to a PSG team With Neymar With Messi And absolutely Outshone both of them yeah. You know It's not like it's Been gifted to him he is the best player in that PSG team by a long way. And if I had Mbappe in my team, I'd want to have that mentality. Yeah. Like, you're the best fucking get great. after it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like it. I rate mm. it. All right. So let's move from the glitz and glamour of Europe to the... Hang on. There's one other Europa League game we haven't oh, touched. Fucking let's... <laughs> no, it's it's I, don't sheriff. I don't even want to fucking talk Watch about it. Watch a win. <laughs> <laughs> Glory, no, so glory. Just, no. just, quick, just quickly, United getting up 2-0 for first um, Europa League points. Um, Another Sancho. Going back to, we went back to our full strength side, which was good to see. Basically, we took out Harry Maguire and we won. Shock horror. He's injured now, isn't he? <laughs> Apparently he's injured for like two months or something. Harry Maguire? Yeah. I haven't seen that. No. Let me um, confirm. It was yeah, a sports barble article, so oh, you never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Christian Eriksen in this game, man, the match performance was yeah. that? He was Christian Eriksen. He's good. He's been the match like every single every game week. Every week, he is proving more and more. That I want to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say, hats off to Scott McTominay because, I mean, since we bought Casemiro, he has been <laughs> unreal. He doesn't want to lose his spot. Yeah, he's pulling a Luke Shaw. Yeah, last year is. when we bought Intelles, and he turned into Shawberto Carlos. <laughs> yeah, can I say again as well, Ronaldo, fucking. Probably one Soon. of the worst players on the pitch. Yeah. He was shocking again, which is... I mean, he got a goal, he scored a penalty. Yeah. But he's... Play, like, uh, apart from that, his touch was pa- bad. His off, off the ball work was terrible. Um, coming to feet, he was coming so deep. Did you watch the game? No, I didn't. Oh, that's why you don't want to touch on it. Though, but well, no, because the reason oh, why I didn't is because like, I was at work. Do you reckon he's doing that? He's getting told to do it. He's doing that. Because no, no one else... Like, he did it all last season too, but just in this game, he was doing it. Yeah. Like, he was doing it straight away. Last season, it would take, you know, minutes. It would take probably like 45 to 50 minutes before he would start doing it. Like, he would get frustrated in the game and he would mm. come super deep to get on the ball, which just 
because he doesn't do it. He's not like what Rooney used to do. We come super deep, get it, spray it, super like no, just he, ping a crossfield ball and then get man. back in the box. He just comes, gets it to feet, little tap, and then walks, turns around and walks back to striker. And it's just yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Like, yeah. There's no point at all. Yeah, make a run, spread plays. Yeah, and he's not quick enough to get back in the box yeah. yet nowadays either. Like, I think that's a big thing is his game's not just in like, his legs are genuinely gone. going. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have that, he's still explosive, but he can't maintain that pace over yeah. 50, 60 meters anymore. He's got like, it's slow, and you see it almost every game, it's dropping back in. Yeah. He's Explosive pace, hundred percent. When it drops deep, is there someone like Bruno Fernandez occupies the space? No, no, not really, because I don't know where, the way he does it. Like Bruno does run into those areas, but the way he does it, like he doesn't really take anyone. Yeah, it's just getting he just get, get he crowd yeah. space. Like he just goes to where we've got a ball and just says, "Give it to me." Like yeah. he'll be he'll be <laughs> like three or four yards away from the person with the ball, and he'd be like, "Yes." Gets it, plays it straight back to him, turns around. It's yeah. just like, why have you done yeah. that? It works best when we've got Rashi on the pitch because um, Sancho and Anthony don't like to make that run in behind. They also want to come feet for the ball and then make that run. Whereas yeah. when Rashi's out wide, he's always looking in behind. So Ronaldo drops and all that space is there for Rashi to just get through and score goals. Mm. Obviously. I, I just don't like the way he does it. Like, he, there's no yeah. intent in the way he does it. Defenders probably know as well. Like, if he's dropping deep, he's not going to do anything. Yeah. He's just going to play it back. Yeah. There's no so progression with what he does. It'd be different Maybe if he was taking the ball and running out players, but he doesn't really do that anymore. Yeah, kinda yeah he doesn't really... He, I, yeah. I, f- I find it hard to see what he offers now. Like, I know it's harsh. Like, he's unreal play. He's one of, one of the best to ever play. But... Realistically, what does he offer in that team? Mentality in the dressing room. Like, no, because he's he's like he's been toxic in in many well, people's I, views. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Like it's it's not really like like he doesn't get on with Ten Hag. Obviously, doesn't like being dropped. So he's not going to be a good head in the dressing room, is he? Well, what about like it was only like like five games ago. All United fans are loving Ronaldo because he was the only person making an effort coming on the pitch. I think that's changed that, with the new manager. Yeah. Like, yeah. like as soon yeah. as Ranić left and we have a manager who's like, look, you fucking idiots, this is how we're <laughs> playing football. I don't care. Like, all the bullshit you've done under the last two guys, that ends today. Play it my way. And you can see, like, and the new heads he's brought in, the Molasses, the Martinez's, the Ericsson's, like, they play for him and they that mentality is flooded through the team. You look at Varane, you look at Delo, I mean, even Scott McTominay to some degree. Like, their heads have switched on. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't a fact of Ronaldo's dropped his. Because I don't think... When he gets on the field, he hasn't dropped his head. He just can't do the same things he used to do. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, he, yeah it's literally it. He just I can't don't think, do yeah. it anymore. I don't yeah. think he's dropped his head. I just think... I just, to me, it's what does he bring? And yeah. for me, it's not enough. The only thing I really... Watching him play, the only thing I think he brings is aerial threat in the box. Mm. But for the fact of what I just t- talked about, how he drops deep yeah. and he's not... He's not there enough. He's never in the box. Yeah. Like, we get the ball to our wing, wing backs. Like, Delo can whip a ball in. Or Jaden Sancho from the left can do it. Even Bruno. Bruno drops into those yeah. areas to whip those balls in. He's not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's always trying to get on the ball super deep. It's like, you know, the only thing you offer really is aerial threat. So don't fucking drop deep, please. Yeah. Just sit in the box. Um, was it this game? I don't know actually, but Delo he made that tackle, um, sort of deep in your box, and uh, the the um the goal kick, and he got up. He's like puffing his chest and thinking, like, 
I think that was. I think that might have been the game before. But he does it. He does it. Oh, it was Leicester. It was Leicester. Yeah. He does, he's, he's a psycho. Do you he's, like that? Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. yeah. I love shit house tactics like that. I love yeah. Anthony slapping the badge. I love Dallo going fucking mental because that's Martinez. what I do when I play football. Like I'm a full lunatic. Yeah. Martinez as well is, does it a, a lot. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then both of them. Butcher. Yeah. The fucking butcher. Other than that, good result. Jane Sancho's goal was. Sancho is so so good. So so good. Yeah. Like, still, still. Um, I think. You know, he's definitely getting the numbers, but his performances still leave a lot to be desired. He's yeah. not not showing up as much as he could do. Um, he doesn't suit this Ten Hag system at the moment, I don't think. Like where we, like in a, in a full strength side when we've got Rashi up top and we're playing sort of long ball, doesn't suit Jane Sancho at all, really. He wants to be on the ball creating shit in a, like similar to what a City do, where well, they suffocate. To be fair, the two times he's drifted into the middle and got on the ball, he scored goals yeah. this season. Like that's, I think he just needs to start m- using that movement more. Yeah, and he did that quite a bit in this game. To be fair, but yeah, we'll see more more to come from him. I think um, Casemiro came on, made a cameo for a half time. I think that to me, like at half time, because we were two 0 up, he took McTominay off. I think obviously two big things. I think. Getting legs in Casemiro is good, but I think it shows that McTominay is his first choice. He doesn't want him getting injured for the City game because he's like, I think he's one of the first names on his team sheet at the moment, Scott McTominay. It seems that way for sure. I think it's hard to disagree that he's been unreal. I think you, I feel like you've got. I just. I I feel like you just don't agree with that. No, I, I just, I don't understand how he just turns it on and I don't. Thing. I don't think he just turns it on. I think he always gives it all, but he play, he's a very like coached player. Like he gets yeah. he does what he's told basically. And I think that's why every coach loves him. But under Ranyek, he was a fucking ghost. Like he was he literally just He just he makes so many mistakes. Like he makes so many fouls he doesn't need to and fucking plays so many shit passes when he doesn't need to. Like it's all well and good that he's in a great run of form right now, but I don't want him sitting there all season and then him start having three, four, five games where he's shit and he doesn't get dropped because he's been there. Because he does that. He's a little worm. Fucking (laughs) gets into a team and he can't get back out again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, credit to the boys. They got the result done. Yeah. Fuck Sheriff. (laughs) 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 I'll shot the Sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to the Premier League fixtures. So obviously another highly... Messed up round this week. So we've got no Brighton, Crystal Palace, no uh, Man United, Leeds, and no Chelsea versus Liverpool. Lucky Potter, you would have got sacked after that game. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Potter. Spelliosis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's still games that haven't happened yet. There is still, I think, three games that haven't happened yet as we're f- at the current point of filming. Um, is there? Brentford, no. Am I talking shit? What are, what are you talking talk about? There's still games that haven't happened, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, so we just discussed the yeah. three that have happened. The three that have four. happened. Four. Four happened. happened. So four. first of all was the Villa. Uh, Villa-Southampton game yes. on Saturday morning for us. Stevie so. Gerrard, Gerrard. Yes, Stevie G. Passes <laughs> the ball for the yards. Stinky Stevie got... <laughs> what, is that their first win this season? <laughs> I think so, actually. Yeah, right. Against Southampton. That's right, the second, paper. actually. A far worse team, so... 1-2, drawn, 1, lost 4. Good result. Yeah, great. Well done, Stinky Steve. Um, 
To be oh, fair, oh, fair play to him. Got to start somewhere. He's, yeah. he's, <laughs> the bounce, I think he's got the uh, the foot in the door for the bounce back. Because yeah, well, he's got the draw against City and now he's got to yeah. win. Um, it's a good stepping stone for Stevie to get, get some... Momentum. Yeah. Leeds next week as well, so that's another opportunity to try and get another couple of points on the board too. It's yeah. tough because they're both around that mid-table. Yeah. Yeah. But Jacob no. Ramsey doing the damn thing. Yeah, it was... Did anyone watch this game? No. I watched the highlights, I think. I didn't watch the full 90. Nah, but... Watch bits and pieces there. Yeah, watch bits and pieces, but I wasn't... Um, Stats-wise, a very even game. Yeah, it was. Very even game. I mean, it was a 1-0 win, so it's not a domination by any means, but... I felt Coutinho played really well that game. Yeah. He looked back into... He's close to his best. Like, I didn't, I've never seen him make many error passes that whole game. He was very precise, which is huge, especially in the midfield for Villa at the moment. That's going to be a big thing for me with Villa, is getting Coutinho... Mm. Playing uh, the problem with Coutinho is he has one good game and then he has about two or three stagnant ones. Drop offs, yeah. Yeah, it's, he needs to be playing like that all the time, week in, week out, getting the ball, making shit happen. I get what you say. And for me, Stevie has to stick with this exact same lineup for next week. Yeah, I feel like he can't. Probably not the lineup, but it's midfield. He's got to stick with the same midfield because I think his issue has been finding his midfield. Yeah. And, like, he's got a draw against City, then a win against Southampton. I feel like he's just got to stick to his guns and see how the boys go. I've gone off a bit, um, that Kamara. <laughs> Not yeah. a fan? No. Told you. He's shit ass. I don't know what I've seen. <laughs> Is Douglas Louise injured? No. Uh, he's so. probably out of favour since he tried to fucking get out of the club on <laughs> deadline day. Yeah, he came on. They got Dan Donker as well. So they got Louise and Dan Donker to come on and replace the Kamara. Yeah, I'll, he just slows it down, I, I feel. And yeah. Sensen. But he's played every single game. He's started yeah. every single game since he's come in. Yeah. I don't. I think Stevie loves him. But yeah. it's a really am situation, mate. He worms his way into teams. Right. <laughs> That's definitely different. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, what I see of him, I'm not super impressed. You know, even like defensively. Yeah, like he's not. Yeah, I've not seen what I was expecting to see from him. Like a lot of what he did at Marseille was that sit and roll where he's got plenty. He's not an active defensive midfielder as such. He's kind of wins his tackles, does his one, job. two, and then play a ball to break the lines. He's definitely not doing that. Yeah. But that's probably just more testament to the Premier League and how there's not that room for that. Not getting enough, like, the same amount of time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, result? Uh, predictions? Sorry, predictions sorry. for this one. So, Team Liverpool had it 2-1 to Stinky Steve's it's boys. Well done, um, boys. The wise and sensible among us both had it 1-0 to Southampton. So Result was right. Result was Half right, a point, the wrong swing. Um, <laughs> Nottingham versus Fulham. This was actually an absolute barnstormer of a game. Five goals, five goal thriller at Nottingham. With Fulham coming out the favourites, 3-2. Um, Once again, coming from behind Fulham to win. Showing great Our one, we? Getting back from the score sheet again. Is it? So? How do you pronounce it? <laughs> I want I want Iwi. I want Iwi. Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> it was a um, great goal by Paulinha too. Absolute yeah. thunderbolt into the top corner. What a signing he has been. Honestly, he has been unreal. You gave him, you gave him cool. a shout out. 20 million pound. That's that's the signing. Not Kamara. Paulinha. It seems like Mitchell's had a good game. Six minutes. 
Liverpool yeah. score all their goals in six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Six minutes. Who else did that, mate? Liverpool in 2005. Any fucking time oh, bring cool, that shit cool. up. That's why it jumped out to me. Good goals, too, to be fair. Adam Rios had it was a good one. Williams first assist on his return game. That was from the corner, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And then um Harrison Reed's goal was good too. Well really well worked. I can't remember who whipped the ball in. Initially I thought it was a weird mm. signing getting William in, but might be good. Bobby Reed. <coughs> Bobby yeah, good Reed. Not, nice sort of experienced head there. I like Bobby Reed too. Didn't he come from Cardiff? Or QPR? Yeah, he, Bristol original. Bristol City boy originally. Oh back in your day when he used to play well under the English flag. He now plays for Jamaica, hence the Bobby Do- Bobby D Cordoba Reed. Well, yeah. One Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Roman yeah, Three, two. I, I mean, shout out to Fulham. Still doing the damn thing. They're getting points. points. They yeah. They're racking those points. I reckon they might stay in the league. Again, no goals for Mitrovic. What do you mean again? Well, I'm just well, saying again because I'm a genius and I said he's not going to score more than 10 goals this season. He's on six already in, in six games. That's all I'm saying, mate. <laughs> it's going to be a drop off. It's coming. Yeah. Drop off is coming. No way in the world. Drop off is coming. If Fulham keep up the form, Mitrovic still keeps scoring. He scored triple the amount of goals as you know as top goal scorer. That's all I'm saying. As if you know as top goal scorer is Sancho on two goals. Rashford's got two as well, mate. So <laughs> we spread them evenly. <laughs> still beat um, Liverpool, you idiots. Goal scorers. Watching the Wolves City. Oh, so we're doing pretty yeah, let's see. Come on, man. Let's not jump ahead. Uh, <laughs> So, Scassi had it 2-0 Nottingham. Fuck Jackie had it 2-0. Benny, you had it 2-1 Fulham. I had it 3-1 Fulham. Get in there. Benny's actually having a reasonable week this week. We're two games in. Yeah, but this next one coming up. Yeah. It puts you on a reasonable week. Uh, Wolves at home to Premier League winner 22-23 Manchester City. This will be... This, we can discuss this a bit more in depth because yeah. we all watched it except well, for Cal. I didn't watch it, yeah. Wolves. I was asleep. Yeah. You couldn't handle the pressure. Like in the final third, City were just so dominant and pressing. But I felt like Wolves were just making a lot of silly passes in that in their own first third. Like they did make some where they got out and broke through, but it was very risky business the way they were playing. I think just it, a testament to their season. The it's odd thing quiet. for me was when they went man down, they were the better top team. Oh, 100%. Which was weird, you know. Yeah, it always seems to happen. With so, teams, like, I don't know about that. Like I think... Like when you go a man down it again, especially against a Man City, like oh, who, yeah, who um like dominate possession for Wolves to come out in that second half and they destroyed possession, like they were they they held it against City. It wasn't until City's third goal where they it sort of like Just demoralized died. them a bit, and that was like the you know the real killer blow. But yeah, surprising before the red card, it looked like they had ten men. After it looked like the other eleven, yeah, yeah. But the thing That's is, uh, I think a big change for that was when um, Ruben Neves went to centre yeah. back. So I think that um, gave him so much more space. Because before that, any time he'll get the ball, he'd have rather like Bernardo, De Bruyne, or Rodri on him. Back as centre back, he's able to dictate the game a lot more. And I think Johnny even came in into midfield as well, and he's playing that central midfield role role too. What a player Neves is, by mm, the way. He is. He is a joke. The way he the way he was pinging balls as as a centre back. Was a joke. Like he was, he was just so calm back there. Give him some time, and he's just he's unreal. He's, he's good. Yeah. But Wolves never made like that him. mistake at the start. I think Poland's tried to pass it to Neves and just completely fucked the pass. Yeah, and that's when they got the break and Grealish scored. If that never that pass made it, the game would have been different. I reckon. But I think that just took all the sting out of Wolves' hope. 
Potence for me is a very hit and miss player. He's so yeah. erratic with yeah. what he does. Like, like he try. I feel like he tries to pull the strings in that sort of attacking role, but mm. he's just like he's sort of playmaking abilities at lack. It felt like that for the whole Wolves team, though. I feel like every single one of their players that game was just taking one too many touches and trying to do that extra thing instead of just playing the simple, sticking to the basics. They're trying to do that extra mile. Yeah. Like, why they tried to do it for a bit. And I remember um, eight Nori. Yeah. He was you, just constantly you, you just doing it. Fucking sticking him out of it. Yeah, yeah we'll feed him. <laughs> I was watching this game with my mate who's a City fan. And, um, yeah, he was... I think the whole game I was just going at this left back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for him now. Sorry, uh, yeah. sorry, pal. I think I think it was hard. The commentators were into him too, but I think it was quite harsh. Like he's he was definitely wasn't that great. I think he he's not that bad. He just needs to release the ball earlier. He's got well, unbelievable talent. What I was sort of getting at was like every time he got the ball, he just he just wanted to do a skill. Like yeah. he wanted to do a ball roll. It's like what are you doing? Just fucking yeah. That's possible. <laughs> that's the thing. He's got ri- like ridiculous skills, but like you don't have to show it every time. Nah, nah. Like uh, it just uh, looks silly. I made a bit of a rogue shout that uh, you just took the piss out of me for. That's gonna be hard, mate. That's look at him go. Flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I made a bit of a rogue shout that that you just took the piss out of me for, which was that I think. Ke- Jao Cancelo is the best fullback I've ever seen play. I think... Yeah, it's outrageous. I, I saw that Scass and Jack poo-pooed that in the chat this mate, morning. That, I don't. I do I, not regret that at all. That is fucking... Who, who's that? Is who, who, don't, don't take this out of context. We think he's a good footballer. No, no. You, you, you were taking the piss out of him. Yeah. You said... Nah. You, Scouse's message was... Let's get this word yeah, for word. Let's get, get the Get team. this up. I said Walker Peters was better, but obviously I, I don't <laughs> think that. Oh, I don't know. You Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> what was Scouse's message, Cal? He said, um, eight Nuri is playing so bad that he's making Cancelo look like the best fullback ever. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly so, what it's from Scouse. No, 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 no. That's, how is that wild? The best oh, I'll wait, wait, wait. To, no, I didn't say that. Get, a, get over here so you can talk in the mic. I feel like I'm a bit more... <laughs> Less... Oh, oh. oh, I'm going to sit on the couch Put that one on OnlyFans. <laughs> so this will be out on OnlyFans last night. You can so just subscribe to the dog out. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, personally, I don't think it's um, a road shout whatsoever. I said, I didn't say he's the best fullback ever. I said he's the best fullback I think I've ever seen play. Yeah, well, fair, you've been watching football for about three years, so. <laughs> I have that. Have yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, before, so who, before who's better then? Because who, 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 in your I mean, opinion, you know who they're going to say? They're going to say fucking Trent. No, because they won't. No, he's not the they're best not, ever. They're not fucking clueless. I reckon Ashley Cole's the best fullback ever in the Prem. No, I'm saying who the best fullback you've ever seen play. Not Roberto longevity. Collis. Not longevity. Roberto Carlos. Okay. Well, for me, it's Cancelo. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't watch Cole. And actually, Cole, I think actually Cole's better yeah, too. Cole's I watch actually Cole. Yeah. Roberto Cole, I watched, actually I watched Cole. Cole but potentially Marcelo as well. Yeah. Phil Neville, mate. I don't know. Cancelo's <laughs> just the way, like, he, he's a beautiful. I'm not discarding him by any chance. He's a fucking amazing footballer, but yeah, he's probably definitely not top five for me. I think this season, if he keeps playing the way he is this season, he takes spots week by week. I don't he's know. He's been so instrumental. Not top five for you. No, he's on the way to be. Like, if he keeps playing like this for the rest of his career, 
he could easily be the best fullback ever. But right now, from the amount of football I've seen, like, no. That's crazy. To me, that's crazy. But anyway, I thought it was unreal for City last night. Um, yeah. I mean, he has been. Every game he's played. Yeah. He's yeah. Tall, yeah. I've seen players like Roberto Carlos. I've seen even watched Cafu at the end of his career. Also watched a bit of Maldini. Also watched um, Marcelo, Ashley Cole. Like, there's so many top... Philip Lahm. Like, there's so many top quality fullbacks I've seen. It's hard to put Ken Sello above all of them right now. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of, of a handful of them, but to, I think as well, like, I didn't see him enough. To, like, how much did you really watch Roberto Carlos and Maldini and things like that? Like, I, I didn't watch him game in, game out. Okay, but I don't watch City game in, game out either. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do to be fair <laughs> No Cancelo is an amazing footballer But Like from footballers I've seen He's not top five Best ever That I've seen play But he's definitely on track To become that It's a very subjective sentence When you say he's the best I've ever seen play Yeah because it's hard to argue with Because yeah. That's yeah, exactly. what you've so seen I'm right <laughs> <laughs> No But Yeah I definitely think For the football you've seen Yes Yes <laughs> Yeah. No. Oh, him and Luke Shaw, <laughs> he's definitely better. Malaysia <laughs> well, now. Shawberto Carlos, mate. Shawberto Carlos. Um, yeah, but the goals, going through the goals. Um, Harland, what joke. Grow up. Well, the first one, Grealish, is good, good for Grealish getting that. Especially for the World Cup. I did watch that this morning. Harland leaves it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's fully capable of getting there and heading it I in. Thought it was, he, I thought he's, I, I honestly thought he was going to score. Yeah. I um, but believe like, it didn't. And I was I slowed it down because I was trying to see if like Grealish shouts or anything or why he just like pulled out leaves it. He literally just I think he just knows that it. there's two city players behind him. He's just like us. But he's going for records. Like he wants to be top goal scorer. He wants to break every record. Yeah, and he'll do it anyway. The fact he just left it is insane. Had a shout from Jack. Well, that's what I'm thinking, which is insane. Even that he did it still. Like it shows how much he just gives a shit about that city team. He's not there for him. Self or anything like that's good. That goes back yeah. to what our concerns were about him at the start. That's terrifying. I'm not though. scoring, and it's terrifying if he's going to be that selfless and still score 30 goals potentially if he stays fit. Like, he is not so he's such a like the his finish was dumb, yeah, just dumb. Well, he scuffs it too, and that's that's the I think that's the scary thing. Like, he doesn't even hit it well, mm-hmm. and he puts it still in the on his weak corner. foot. <laughs> and he picked the ball up like 30 yards out, and somehow just knew he's going to score <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I remember messaging, I was like, that's his first touch. And mm. it, I think it, it might not Ooh. have been, it might have been his second or third, but the first time he actually like got the ball. Got, yeah, yeah. Got, got the ball with it, like, and he just turned, and I, he gets I remember his head what. Down I, in that big run in on goal. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this is a goal. Before I even like got into his stride, I was like, that's a mm. goal. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't, I don't think I've ever watched a player and thought that. Just as they drive, yeah. like it's a joke, and yeah. like like Jack mentioned, bad defending, yes. Definitely. But fuck, what do you do about a big man like that running at you? Don't that turn pace. your back. Yeah, don't yeah. turn your back. Like but the, his whole body shape in that situation was off. The whole, the whole, yeah, t- like ten meter thing where it happened. Yeah, it just did not look right at all. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. think the defending was bad. Also, shout out to Rodri too. Like, even though it's against Wolves, He's unreal. But like, just the way, like, two people try and tackle him, just like move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. And just passes it like, yeah. bro. Like, do you even get tackled? Yeah. Like, he just he's, he's like a fucking big he, yeah. brick wall. Like. He is a joke. Mm. 
Talking so to my mate last night during the game, he, like I said, fuck Rodri's class. Yeah. And he he's like, oh, actually, he has brain farts. I mean, I haven't seen them, but <laughs> if, if someone was watching them week that's in, so, week out. That's uh, such a Man City fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not, Phillips he's not player, that mate. good, yeah. He's a 200 mil Get player. Here, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Every time I watch City, Rodri, to me, is probably the standout. I feel like they struggle when he's not in the team. Like he, I think he's, he's like Fernandinho was so good for so many years for him, and Rodri come in and just like up the level. I think yeah. he is so I, good. No, that blew my mind as well because it was, I mean, he watches them week in week out. So yeah, yeah. I, I it I seems like if you're just picking on like you need something to talk about when you're talking about how your team's not the best in world football. Like yeah, but Rodri does weird things sometimes. Like sometimes <laughs> he passes. Sideways, <laughs> it would be very hard to criticize City if you support them, yeah, like because there's not much to really, yeah, pick at them. Yeah, we were when we like we were watching, and it's like as sort of rival supporters, what do you say against them? It's yeah. like you can't even pick shit and you hate them. <laughs> it's like, if you if you enjoy watching, I was like, fuck. But there was no. a stat as well last night that I seen that. I mean, it's it's an obvious stat. Harlan's Scored fourteen goals in nine games. Yeah, but just, just seeing it in writing is fucking nuts. Yeah, it's so so dumb. Ten goals in his first month. I saw that if he keeps going at the pace he's going in the Premier League alone, he could score fifty-seven goals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I think he's gonna goals. break records in the yeah. Premier League. He goes without what's, saying. What's what's is thirty-three? It? He got set by Salah or thirty-four? Thirty-four in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, in one season. One season, yeah. Really. Yeah, Salah's got up with 34. Fucking hell, that's good shit. Well done, Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was like 30. No. Oh, I think he did that in his third season wonder too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was in six season wonder Salah, but he's yeah. flopped now in the Prem. Maybe not. I don't know. I, that's a big tally to get. <laughs> it I is hard to get 34. It just depends if he keeps it up. How to get fucking twenty five? Yeah, yeah. Gonna, well, last, last season top goal scorer was twenty two or something. Like yeah, that. low, and we all picked mid twenties, I think, for yeah. top goal scorer. That was like Salah's crazy. I think he scored like forty eight goals that season. Yeah, all up, just shows how good he is. Mm. But uh, predict Arenas for this one. We all had it in <coughs> favour of Manchester City. Um, Scouse had it two one. Jack had it two nil. Benny, you had it three nil. Yep, and I also one. had it two nil. Um, is that my first exact? I think that is. It might be this year, yeah. <laughs> Probably my first point. <laughs> Ball knowledge <laughs> as ever. <laughs> um, this game, a very interesting fixture. Well, no, very interesting result for an otherwise monotonous fixture. Uh, one all Newcastle United and AFC Bournemouth mm, yeah. at St. James's Park. Um, Points drop for Newcastle. Big time. Bournemouth took the lead, 62nd minute. And then Billing again Yeah the goal Isaac finished the penalty Mere five minutes later Isaac I mean what a great start to life He's having at the tune He's already loved yep. by the fans He's scoring goals Should have had two against Liverpool Another <laughs> one here It's good having this confidence up Like straight away Yeah Coming to the league Yeah Oh my god Stats wise for this game Newcastle domino It's 72.9% yeah. possession yeah. 20 shots to 10 Almost double the touches, how, triple the passes. Hats Bournemouth off to made Bournemouth. 35 clearances. Yeah, hats off to Bournemouth because <laughs> they've really sort of, since they lost um, Scott Parker, they've 
turned it around somewhat. Like it's just still early doors, but they're definitely making it harder to beat. Which yeah. I think we all thought that it, it could go very well the opposite way. Losing, well, losing after, the, after getting sacked after a 9-0, the only way is up really. The thing is, they're sitting 12 <laughs> yeah. with eight points from seven games. It's not having that bad of a season. Yeah. Like two wins, two draws, three losses. But nearly promoted side. Especially if you look down further in the ladder and you see Leicester and West Ham in the relegation zone. Like, Bournemouth actually had a pretty decent start. I think just that 9-0 battering by Liverpool was a bit of an overshadow. Yeah. 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 And you look at Nottingham as well, the other, well, the third of the promoted teams. Mm. And they're... I think we've all predicted them to be have the best season and they're not looking good at all, to be honest. That's because yeah. they signed fucking 24 new players. Of course, yeah, but... They bought in Serge Aurier as well after the window on a free. Yeah, I know. Mental. Yeah. Crazy. Only Crazy two stuff. teams in the league that haven't won a game yet and it's Leicester and Everton. Why do they even... Nice. They're such stinkers, the both oh of them, I fucking... <laughs> I can't believe how bad they both are. Even Leicester, look, Everton, at least. six losses from seven games. Yeah, Everton at least look hard to beat in a lot of games. Like mm. they don't, they don't like look bad sometimes. But Leicester, who we we should move into. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll just give a shout out to England's best right back being man of the match as well, Kieran Trippier. But yeah, Carl Walker Peters, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, predictions for this one: three 0 I got you back. Scarcy had it for Newcastle. Benny had it 3-1. Jackie had it 2-0 Newcastle. And I also had it 3-1. And yeah, moving on to the last game that's happened for us. Uh, Tottenham versus Leicester at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. A 6-2 demolishing by Tottenham. This Second half really one. turned it on. I mean... Mend them like some. I've seen some really uh, mixed opinions on whether Rodgers should get the sack or not. Yeah, there's a lot what of people really think? rate him. I do not. I, I rate him, but it's getting harder to... Like for me... Back him. <laughs> I don't think he should get the sack, but I think he will. Yeah. I think, you, you, you know... Who's a replacement? Poch. Poch. I don't think... Poch is a good shout, to be fair, because it's not a lot of pressure on him. I thought he was going to say Oli. I think there is a lot of pressure. It just depends, yeah. He has to stay in the league and he got one point from seven games. Yeah. That's that's a lot red of red flag for relegation. I think I think the squad they've got and the issues they have to to come in and, and try and survive not only survive because Leicester are a pretty ambitious club, like they want a mid table finish from this position. Because mm. it is still early. Unless his next five games I reckon they have to at least win three of them. They got Nottingham, then Bournemouth, then Palace, then Leeds, then Wolves. I mean, there is three wins in there. Mm. They have to game. If they don't, I think that's when the sacking shells could be thrown out there. What's I don't know, what what's going wrong? What, what do we think? Leicester. Yeah. I mean, it's their window. The fact that they lost their captain and their goalkeeper, they lost centre backs. I mean, Sonch, who just seems like he doesn't want to play for him anymore. They lost Fofana. They only bought in one replacement centre-back. Their midfield, because they've had to lose Ndidi from the midfield to drop in to play centre-back, they've lost midfield strength as well. Their forward line... That's the big thing, Ndidi, yeah. yeah. Their forward line, like Vardy is old. I think all of Vodka, Red Bulls and Charlie is finally catching up on him <laughs> because he's not, he's not that explosive forward in behind. He's still a finisher if you can get to the box. But Leicester really struggled building the play up to the box because they've got no midfield and no centre-backs to actually play football. So, 
it's very, very weird. Um, obviously, we've spoken before about there might be some financial issues with their owners yeah. and whatnot. So, but even still, they've got to have. It just seems like they don't even want to try. Like they're not. There's yeah. no youth players coming in to try and freshen things. There's, there's not. They're not doing anything different. They just put the same old line out week after week and hope that. They can shit out something. Something's got to change. Like, I don't agree. Yeah. Just keep putting the same one out. Yeah. yeah. Especially one point from seven games. Like, I mean, fuck, something's got to change. And that's where it comes down to. You can say, give him another five games. But if Rodgers is going to just keep putting yeah. out the same shit for five games that he has done for the first seven, what's the point? Yeah. You're then 13 games in and you've got to make a change and you've got to come back from one point in 13 yeah. to one point in seven. Yeah, that would be my criticism of him is probably not... Drastic enough changes have been no. made. Um, but I don't know. I think their heads are gone. I think that's the big thing for me, their mentality. Like you said, the window. I think that has hampered their mentality. Like, I know... Um, so got a good squad. They do. But it's just not deep enough to compete on... I think... Well, to um, compete at all, really. I remember hearing something about it on um, Ben Foster's podcast about how where a team... Being in the dressing room, he, he said that if you're in a team that doesn't sign in a window, it greatly like just derails the motivation for the team. Because yeah, you look because everyone thinks, well, we're not making any progress. Yeah. Mm. So those players that are good, like they had a good season last year, and you think, you know, that if if they don't sign but they don't lose too many, they're still a strong squad. Those players' heads can go because they're like, well, we're not yeah. trying to progress, so. Yeah. What the fuck's the point of us trying? Which is a stupid way to think, but I mean, it happens. Like it's yeah. your job. If you you got someone telling you we're shooting for the stars, we're going to go and do this, 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 and then and then nothing happens. And yeah. yeah, like we've all been in jobs where it's stagnated, and you go, like, yeah, I'm over this. This sucks. Yeah. Like we're not going anywhere. We're just stuck here, like repeating. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you're on five hundred k a week or something ridiculous. And, I mean, Leicester aren't on that, but you're on a hundred k a week but you're still not progressing. From a personal standpoint, you're going to go, well, this is kind of rubbish. That's why depth is so important because you need players that are on the verge of being in the squad to make sure you perform at your best because if you don't have that person, you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get pushed out the side. I mean, you look at teams even like Everton last year. Everton were a rubbish team and they all looked demotivated, but then they brought in Anthony Gordon and he gave him a little spark just enough to keep him in the prem and then they can build on that. Like, you just need some... It doesn't have to be a superstar. They brought in two players this window, Leicester. Um, Feist, who got absolutely mugged off by Sun for his last couple goals, and then a goalkeeper who I don't think we've even seen play for him yet. Mm. Like, the telling moment for me in this game, I obviously didn't watch too much of it, but was Bentenker's goal. Yeah. Because he just pressed. All he did was just press. Tottenham were up there. He just won the ball. Was it Ndidi or Samara that he rubs it off? As uh, poor from whoever it was. It might be Ndidi. Yeah, it would have been Ndidi, I think, at that point. Just robs it off him, drives in, finished from outside. Like, yeah, catches Danny Ward completely out of position. It's a good finish to be bottom sure. corner. Like, and from that moment, that's when they really were like, "All right, now we push on." And like, they've made changes. They brought it on. They brought Son, who what a sub to have. Jesus yeah. Christ, what a sub to have to come on and score a hat trick. What a way to kick his campaign off as well because he hasn't mm-hmm. I mean we spoke about it on the last few podcasts but he hasn't obviously hit the ground running this season I think yeah. we all knew he would come good yeah um, what a way to do it <laughs> I didn't think he would bang off with a hat trick 
in his first sort of and goal scoring not game. just a hat trick the caliber of goals yeah. Yeah. he scored was top bins outrageous right foot curl outside the box left foot curl outside the box and then just a cheeky in in the box finish yeah just i mean and harry kane still doing the damn thing for tottenham so we spoke yeah. about earlier that they kind of shat the bed against porto mm. but to come back in sporting sporting fucking portuguese teams man <laughs> um, like a 6-2 win against Leicester like regardless of Leicester's form that's still a a massive yeah massive statement to make yeah just on Leicester um, having no centre backs putting Ndidi back there from personal experience watching Liverpool two years ago when we had to play Fabinho mm. centre back Hendo yeah, centre back <laughs> just put a centre back at centre back yeah and leave Ndidi in the midfield yeah, even you're, it is you're like weakening. You have two weak lines now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I I don't really rate Samara either. Like you know that I think in the games they did push Needy back. They relied on Samara to be that holder, mm. and I just don't. I don't. I just don't really rate him at all. Every game I watch him play, he's not that good. He's really not that good. Like there was one. I think one game I watched him play um, two weeks ago. He. I think Johnny Evans got in the ball in the back line. Samari runs back and takes it off him. And Johnny Evans is just like, like he just puts <laughs> his hands out. He's like, what are you doing, man? Like, he literally runs and just grabs it off him and turns around. I was just like, I was like, Johnny Evans is like the sort of heart of that Leicester team still. Like, he, he pings the balls, he plays the passes, he keeps the game flowing, I he's, think. He's a good ball player as well. Yeah. It's not like... Yeah, that's why I don't... I don't it's not like he's a donkey. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like... And, you know, you can – that to me showed straight away, like, I was like, okay, like, there's a bit of, like, sort of angst in the dressing room. There would be, like, in that team. Yeah, something's, like, something's not right in there. Yeah. Leicester also bizarrely played a 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, but they've been playing, like, a 3-5-2 this season, so. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's one one thing Rodgers has been doing is changing formations yeah. here and there, but it's, it's got to be personnel now. But you yeah. can change formation, but – at the end of the day, he's still trying the exact... Like, there's nothing changed tactically. It's still the same players to, trying to do the same jobs and... Well, he could be pushing tactics too. You don't know that. Like, he, he could be trying to change tactics, but the player's just not really getting on board with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they've got to make a pretty serious change sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they kind of doom themselves to the to the bin. Could they go down? James Madison. Very much so. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. One point in seven games. If they don't get three wins out of the next five, definitely. Especially the opponents that they have in their next five. Yeah. They need those wins because all these other teams that we predicted to go down are actually getting points. Yeah. Yeah, even I think even Nottingham, like we we just spoke about how bad they've started, but I think we all agree that they'll, they'll start to gel eventually and, and start to pick up points. So they need to start getting points less though because yeah. every other team's going to – Going to pick up I mean, points. We're still early in the season, but we're also seven games in now. Like it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not early. It's not early, it's early, early like, anymore. Oh, yeah, like, th- like, this is where you want to. There is still fairly one games up for grabs, but yeah. yeah, but a lot of it as well is momentum. Like you know, mm. you, once you start badly, it is very hard to get out of that slump. Like it oh, is yeah. super hard. <coughs> James Madison's goal in that game was good. Yeah, yeah, he's on a positive a for Leicester. He's going to get I feel, 60 yeah. mil when he goes I think that I think that could be a big uh, detriment to him as well. Like players like Madison and Tillemans who, yeah, they're still performing pretty well, but both of them were 
one foot out the door in the, in the transfer window. Like, they both had moves lined up mm. and neither of them went. And probably, like, I, for me personally, if I was in their shoes, I'd be very upset. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked about the headspace, like not like the club stagnating this season. They would have seen that, and you know, a big move to Newcastle for Matters would have been unreal, mm-hmm. and a big move to Arsenal for Tielemans would have been unreal. They and for them to break down, that's not going to help their mental state. No. They, they they won't be portraying, especially post World Cup. Up. Like that, the January window this year is going to be mental because there's teams that are going to have to fill gaps left by injuries from the World Cup. Yeah, and. Like, there's going to be big... Like, we don't usually see it. We see one or two big moves in January. Yeah. There's going to be four, five, six. It's going to be heavy. Because players are going to have to make things happen. Or teams, I should say, are going to have to make things happen to fill those gaps so they don't yeah. fall off the second half. Definitely. Exciting times, to be honest. Yeah. So I think Potter for Chelsea will try and bring someone in of more yeah. of his style of player as well. Yeah. Definitely shifts some bodies too. It's a good time to yeah. do it. Um. So, predictions-wise, we all had it in Tottenham's favour. None of us had a 6-2, though. Uh, Scassi, you had it 2-0. Benny, 3-1. Jackie, 2-1. And me, 3-0. So, that's all... Oh, it is you. Sorry, Jackie. You were 3-1. Benny was 2-1. Does their spreadsheet have, like, accumulated points of so far? Uh, It doesn't, because I haven't done it so far. Last time I did it was... Oh, we didn't know before last. Huh? We don't need to know a cumulative voice. <laughs> All, we know is, <laughs> All we know is Benny's last. Benny's <laughs> Benny is significantly last. this week, mate. That's all that matters. It's last upside so down far. day, isn't it, mate? So far, mate. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Still got three more fixtures <laughs> to play. Who, who we got tonight? Is it Arsenal? Uh, Brentford, Arsenal, Everton, West Ham. That's it. And that's it. Just two games because I might watch. There's an early game. Yeah, I might watch Brentford, oh, yeah. Arsenal. That's, a, that's early for us. Might watch Everton West Ham because I feel like both teams like, both have to win. I'll be doing nothing. Oh, nine either. o'clock. Yeah, I'll be watching the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in bed sleeping. <laughs> um, so let's get on to the topic we kind of touched on the end of last week's podcast. Um, the European Super League rearing its ugly head. So I've got a little timeline here of how everything kind of developed from the start of it. Obviously... It was a surprise to all of us. Started to come out that some journalists were reporting that uh, five English clubs had signed up to a European pull-off league. Um, those ones were United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham. And it, Man City were not all the way in. Mm. It was just rumoured that they were in. Um, and then it started to come out more and more that it would be a league where no one could get relegated. Well... 15 clubs would always be in there and five could come up and go down in and around them. Um, including in those clubs are teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico, Juventus, Inter and AC Milan. Um, obviously, once this came out properly and truly, massive fan backlash on all fronts. I don't think, well, particularly from us English football fans, I don't think anybody was pro Super League. Um, no, I don't think... I don't think massive, massive riots and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything so biased towards not having it as well. Yeah. Like everyone was against it. All everyone. the pundits, all the fans, all yeah. the players. You don't normally see the no media. Everyone coming out. Um, obviously, Gary Neville was very prominent and yeah. outspoken in it. It was all and Cara. Yeah, Cara yeah, and Neville. The two the of them did of a that. massive Monday Night Football. I think it was where they 
came just out and said shreds. it. Yeah, I everyone's think, a disgrace. Like I think those two are a big part of the two. Because obviously, Cara, Liverpool, Neville, United, two. Seeing them two come together and actually yeah. be the face of anti-Super League, then help and advocate for all the fans and yeah. everyone else. Because it could have been easy for Sky Sports to say, don't talk about this, keep your mouth shut, or you're yeah. going to lose your job. I think that wouldn't even even stop Carrot or Neville anyway. No, no. So that well, was just like, all right, well. It was pretty, pretty united. <laughs> like, even the UK government came out and said, we fucking, we'll yeah. tax these dogs. Like, yeah. we're more than prepared to do it. We'll make them not worth it for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, it came out that Florentino Perez was going to be the president of it. Ed Woodward was going to be vice president. No, <laughs> wasn't it Joel Glazer? No, it was Ed Woodward. Was it? Yeah. That's why he's no longer with Manchester United. He's the rat. Joel, um, Joel Glazer was like a huge part of it. He's on the board for it, I think. Yeah, I thought I, I thought was it was him and Perez that were like no, basically shoehorn. Like they were. Oh, I mean, Woodward was the one that was down as vice president of the Super League. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember, our, I don't think our owners were involved on the board, but they were pushing the hectic. Yeah. But then they ended up coming out releasing like a five minute apology video. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it. Um. So then that was the first day. So that all that happened within the first day. All the teams came out. Who was in it? Who was going to be running it? Um, the second day, um, it was like the pandemic <laughs> when, yeah, it, when it, it came out. Yeah. It was like the pa- everyone pandemic. Like yeah. it was all I seen on my news feed. Like it was like the end of it the world. It was also it, was it happened in lockdown in England too. So yeah, people were breaking lockdown. Like obviously there was the big Chelsea riots. Um, just insanity. So it came out that um, like a bunch of the different teams, supporter clubs, were sending in letters to help stop this thing. The Super League then um, started pushing legal yeah. notice onto the like FIFA and UEFA trying to block any type of mm-hmm. sanctions or bans that could be put in place. And then people from the Super League, so Ed Woodward and Andrea Agnelli, left the European Clubs Association while still working for their clubs to try and really push that through. The first ones to say that they weren't going to be a part of it, the first big clubs, Germany, Dortmund and Bayern mm. and Leipzig because they're all fan-owned. So I don't know if you boys know, all Bundesliga yeah. clubs are fan-owned, at least 51%. So um, I love that about... Which is awesome. German and clubs. they were all like, fuck that off. Even PSG, the big oil merchants yeah. themselves, were not interested in it. The first player to actually come out and talk shit was Ander Herrera. Um, was he? Yeah. And I, he, I think he was a post-game interview. For PSG, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. PSG player at the time, and he said, yeah, man, this is stupid. This is so dumb. Everyone sucks. This is rubbish. And as soon as he said that, Ertzil, Wenger, and Sir Alex came out and said, yeah, no, this is dumb. This yeah. sucks. Um, yeah, and then it all started to kick off. The UK government said they'll do whatever it takes to stop the clubs going. Um, Jurgen Klopp was one of the first managers to come out in the post-game Interview or pre-game interview against I'm Leeds. I'm so glad that Jürgen is a red. I'm so glad he delivered what he said. Jürgen said to me, you know, we'll win the Premier League. You know, he said so. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you just let me keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to interrupt you, man. I thought it was going to be more interesting than that. But yeah. He- <laughs> I was waiting for Jack to join. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Klopp came out and Milner came out and said, obviously, everyone's against it in the dressing room. It's a load of shit. Um, Perez then came on, Florentina Perez, saying, look, we're going to 
save everyone. Like a true dictator, he's like, we're going to make everything so much better. I shout out to Klopp quickly because Arne has really wanted the Super League and for him to come out publicly and say that, considering how much he protects the club and the players on a daily basis. Like, even though the owner's like, this is what we're doing, he's like, fuck that, I'm still yeah. speaking up against you. Yeah. I shit. don't remember Ollie saying a word about it. To no. Dead quiet the whole time. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Other things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first big club from the Premier League to come out and say, like, this is bullshit, was Everton. Mm. Everton came out and said, this is a disgrace. They were calling themselves the other 14 clubs. Um, this is a disgrace to let this happen. And they were trying to get it to pull apart. Shortly after that, it came out that Chelsea and Man City. So Man City were never fully in anyway, but Chelsea were. They were starting to pull out. And then um, Pep came out and said, you know, the type of structure they're setting up is not the structure to why football is great. We need to have things like relegation and promotion. And literally, success yeah. can't be guaranteed in any form, which the yeah. league exactly is trying to do that. Um, and on this very same day, it is the infamous day that all the Chelsea fans gathered at Stamford Bridge outside where Petr Cech seen in the crowd arguing with all the big hitters out there. I think Thogden and Thogdad, the YouTubers, were in there saving football, doing the Lord work. But yeah, um, this is the day where it all fell apart. And then this is the day that Chelsea pulled out, City pulled out. Um, Ed Woodward stepped down from Manchester United. Um, he did that to be a part of the Super League? Or just because no, he, he was already in it? because of the backlash, because this is the day where it all fell apart. Um, yeah. So City were the first to announce that they'd formally pulled out of it. Um, and then Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United and Tottenham also said, sorry, yeah. we fucked it. The crazy thing um, is that None of the Spanish teams, none of the Italian teams have ever said they're pulling out, which is what brought it up last week is that it was mentioned by Tony Cruz and others. Mm. Plans are still happening. Yeah. They're still swirling. It's still kicking on. So I just want to hear your boys' thoughts. Obviously, we thought we were done with it. We thought it was gone. It was a crazy two, three, four days. Um. What do we think now about a Super League and the possibility of well, it possibly happening anyway? I think I'm it's great. <laughs> <laughs> the way they're setting up the Champions League now is becoming very concerning too. Like, Have you guys seen the plans of how they want to transform Champions League? It's kind, yeah. of, kind of similar to Super League, so I'm not sure if they're trying to go down that route on just making the Champions League the Super League. But you need to do that. Like, That's fucked. Like, what do they want to change about the Champions League? Is that having like those foundation members guaranteed a Champions League spot? I'll get up and Google because I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. With this, I, I never understood. Like, I, I was completely against it from the get go. I think everyone was, but yeah. I just couldn't believe, how, like, that they threw the idea that uh, the, uh, such a bad idea out there, and like. So much money into it, like they. I just got, yeah, I was just baffled by it to be honest. I was just, I was taken back by how badly structured it was for yeah. such a, you know, I mean, I mean, Florentino Perez is, you know, hugely successful and so is, you know, all the other big business pl people that were in it. For them to throw something so poorly structured out there and think everyone would get on board, 
I mean, they come out and said, they're like, we know that people aren't going to like this, but this is the future of football. I remember them saying that. But she, you would you would think that they would put a bit more effort into being a more fan favourite than yeah. that. Shocking marketing. Like, they did not market that They well sprung it. They just they completely sprung it. Like yeah. It was just announced, man. Yeah, it was like, this is what's happening. It's like, you're fucking kidding yourselves. Going it's on. a crazy yeah. time in the world, too. That timing of it, you know, mid... Yeah. Lockdown in England, football well, that, was being played behind closed doors. Like. That's why they did it, isn't it? Because they the money issues in in yeah. places like Spain and Italy, like for those big big hitters, you know, w- was becoming a big issue for yeah. them. And they, they this is their way out. Well, Perez, 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 sorry, Jackie. Yeah. Perez in his statement said, "Like football's dead by twenty twenty four unless we do this right now." Yeah, that's bullshit. But <laughs> wasn't every club getting off like a hundred million to go as well? Yeah, so yeah. It was, it was so it was like a three point five billion dollar infrastructure grant. For the 15 founding teams, so it would spread year after year. They'd get X amount of money to get the best players in the world, basically. It's, it's it seems like something out of a <coughs> fucking terrible FIFA tournament. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it is. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's something you do when you get bored at home on FIFA or something like that and you just fucking create some stupid thing. I don't understand the whole idea of football's going to be dead beyond 24. Like, I think now football's as best it's ever been. I think they would. Thinking financially, if it kept on the way it was, because obviously to run football teams and without the income of ticket sales and whatnot, like during the pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think no one really could see where everything was going with the yeah. pandemic, but yeah, I do agree. I think especially for the Premier League, football's is the best it's ever been, but de- definitely the the leagues like Italy and Spain and places like that have had it big fall away mm. you know and I think that's why like it still makes sense for me for, for the Italian sides and the Spanish sides no. to, to do it they they would want it 100% yeah, still no it makes sense why they'd want it it doesn't make sense that they'd do it because it's yeah it's still well, shocking like makes sense if football's yeah. all about money then yeah it makes yeah. sense but like the Spanish and the Italian games far more than in English I think passion wise yeah massive like it's not about money. Like, football's great for money, but it's not about money. And you just turn into a business. Yeah, it's these, it's like, it's the owners, people like Perez and the owners of these big clubs. Like, yeah. You look at teams like Real Madrid. Like, Real Madrid have been around historic, like, 1800s. Like, and they've been at the top of the game since their creation, basically. Mm. And, yeah, to just pull it, and to pull it from under the fans, too, because that's the thing. Like, Football already is so expensive to be a fan of. Like, whether you're lucky enough to live somewhere where you can go and watch your team every week and have a season ticket, or if not, you've got to pay for four or five streaming services to watch every game and paying for shirts. Optus like, Sports just increased their yeah. monthly bill by like, like, yeah. If we want to watch Champions like, what the League, fuck is we've got to buy another one. We've doubled it. Like, if we want to watch FA Cup, we've got to buy another streaming yeah. service. And you want to buy a shirt, like, Shirt, Man United shirts in Australia are $140 each. Yeah. yeah. Australian dollars. Yeah. Which is, I think... Like 80 pounds? Yeah. 80 quid, which is insanity. Yeah. And, and I, that's, think, I think that's without fucking names on the back. Yeah, no they names, charge extra no numbers, for numbers. Just the no cheapest, <laughs> like... Than the badges, most like the shirt. Premium badges. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, if these teams are struggling for money, like a Real Madrid or whatever, like, stop offering, like, $250 million for an Mbappe mm. and giving them a million a week. 
Like your issue is bigger than just yeah. we need money for the Super League. Like stop giving cunts five hundred k contracts. Yeah. Stop paying hundreds of millions of dollars for players. Like yeah. that's your issue. Issue. It's the way you're spending. It's, like it's the setups they got now. I don't want things like a salary cap and any of that because I believe that kills sports. Like it puts yeah. a ceiling on yourself where you can't push on and do that. But you've got to be. Be wise. You've got to have a structure to it. Like mm. you can't just be throwing money at any old so you, Tom, Dick, and Harry. So you don't believe in the salary cap? No, but still a financial fair play. Yeah, that's probably policed a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think you, some yeah. sort of capping would wouldn't no. be a bad thing. No, because you look at sports like the A League has a cap, the NRL, all that over here has a cap, and it's very, very like the NRL and the A League's impact. Like obviously, because we're in Australia, it's very poignant. But from a uh, like societal point, it's no nowhere near as big as anything. Like, I've, I've watched my first game of rugby, ev- like, not ever, but in a long time the other week, and it was supposed to, like, everyone was telling me, oh, it's like the United Liverpool derby. Like, it's it was so flat and boring, and just like the stadium's half full, and they're like, look at it, it's an electric atmosphere. I'm like, that's what nothing. Is the Rabbitohs and Roosters. <laughs> like, it's a shit game. Yeah, I'm like, and everyone's like, this is the most exciting. I'm like, is it? Because it looks boring. Like, the yeah. fact, like, it's just so <laughs> flat. Like, people are standing there waving a little flag and trying to get on the jumbotron. And it's like, what are we doing? This, hmm. By having a salary cap there, you incite that because teams can only spend X amount of money. So they just can't, like, players are like, well, I'm already at the best. Why, why would I try and be any better? I'm going to sit on this yeah. wage for three years. I'm going to good on it. And then whatever, I'll just go and play over in England or somewhere like that and then you see the talent go over there. So yeah. by having those salary caps, you put the limit on yourself instead of just like, like if the A-League didn't have a salary cap and didn't have a marquee player cap, they could bring in so much more talent and make it so much more like crazy and offer like young kids because you look at like the youth systems or not the youth systems, the lower league systems, even in Queensland, there's some exciting players that would tear up the A-League in there. But they don't even get the chance because they still have to work a full time job. Yeah, yeah. And the Could you imagine if so when a when someone from the A League goes overseas, the A League Facebook, fucking Instagram announce it. Yeah, it's like wow, look at this. Yeah, We're so that's good. Crazy. Could you imagine if the Premier League said, "Man, has oh, gone it, to Munich." <laughs> yeah, how good is this for the Premier League? Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, you fucking losing one of your best players. The most thing the A League have posted. So there's been crazy transfers, crazy results in preseason. They post about Ange Postacoglu more than Celtic or yeah. the SPFL or anyone. Like, they need to promote their own yeah. a lot more. And the, thing, own the thing with the salary cap too is too, I think like especially for the players, like if they're performing at that top level and they do keep growing, they should yeah. be earning that money because like, can you imagine working for a business? This business is making like 200x of your salary and you're a big part of the reason why this business is growing at this substantial amount. Yeah. But you're your income's not growing because of the cap. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. But there definitely needs to be a restructuring of football as a whole. But I think something like the Super League is just, yeah, it's insanity. Well, the whole, well, not the whole chat of Gary Neville and um, Carragher was the great thing, but it was a big point. And it was, the Super League was basically designed so that these owners had guaranteed income. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it... Well, it's like... So it's, it's all about like, the owners. Yeah, it's dickheads like so the glazers, the scumbags that just see football clubs as an opportunity to fill their back pocket. Well, even yeah. FSG, somehow every transfer window, we're always making profit. Yeah. And then we're also making profit from every everything else that we do at the club as well. And it's like, why do you need more money? 
you're literally making so much profit of our club and you're trying to take us through this other shit too to make more money off us. Like, you li- it's, it's literally just stealing more money out the fans' pockets and it's just ridiculous. What's annoying is when, like, we make profit in the, in the transfer window, but they'll go and um, tickle that fancy when they go and, like, spend a little bit over here, mm. spend a bit over there, just to keep us happy and shut yeah. us up. You guys probably know it more. Yeah. Then yeah. us. Just well, buying random. We don't, we don't yeah. profit in transfer windows. We no, lose money. Yeah. Yeah. And we then lose. the Glazers still manage to fucking fill their pockets more than they lost I think, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And ticket prices too. Like nowadays yeah. to get into it. Like when I went to, um, I probably won't tell the full story, but when I went to Liverpool, I got a ticket for 50 pounds. And like, that's unheard of. Yeah. Like 50 pounds to a game at Anfield, which is like, well, yeah. But like, I think the actual tickets were a lot more than that. Yeah. They're great. It's like upwards of a hundred. Yeah. Which is like 200 bucks to sit in the nosebleeds. Mm. I think, yeah, I think the big thing as well with United, with Glazers, is, you know, take the, the taking of the dividends. Like, yeah. no, no other club does that. Yeah. No other club owners take dividends out. With, and it's not fucking minimal dividends either. I think they took, before we had signed a player in the window, they took 12 million pound dividends. Yeah. That's which, is, which is like everyone, like what all United that's... fans. Yeah, that was this season. Everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, we just come off our worst ever season. We signed, I think we signed maybe, no, we hadn't signed anyone. I think it might have been Malaysia was in talks, but we hadn't signed anyone and they just took 12 million pound out of the club. And we were just, everyone was just like, what the fuck? Like, how, how can crazy. that, how can you justify that? What? The cheapest prize for Anfield is 150 pound. Yeah, mm. mental. Which is like 300 and something dollars. Yeah. But yeah, I think it... it the thing with Glazers is like as soon as they come under scrutiny, they they just like all right, well, we just like try and please them. But I think the good thing about where we're at now is every United fan is just over it. Yeah, I think everyone's just like okay, like fuck this. Like that's why we always say after every good result, after every <laughs> good thing, Glazers out because yeah, it doesn't matter how good we, good we go. Doesn't matter if we start winning leagues. Doesn't matter if we yeah. start winning champions. They are still bad owners. If we win the league and the Champions League in a season, mm. but we still have the Glazers, it's not a win of a season. Yeah, yeah. I will still if we yeah if we win a travel this year, which will never happen, no. but if we did, I would still say Glazers out yeah, at the end. Glazers out. It doesn't change. I want anything. them out. We all want them out of the club. There's not, and I think um, a big thing is um, Sir Jim Radcliffe coming in with offers. Mm. For United as well mm. That was why They bought Anthony and Casemiro yeah. we, had, we had shut up shop On signings And then Sir Jim Radcliffe Offered for the club And they bought Casemiro and Anthony That's the only reason They bought them in Yeah Let me quickly correct myself The website I was on Was at the third party So I think that was A stitch up to Make <laughs> tourists pay more So the Liverpool website You can get tickets For £60 That's still like $140 Yeah It's still expensive Sanity. I can go down to Redcliffe Dolphins and watch Brisbane Raw for 20 bucks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks and $5. 10 dollars, pounds. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard, sorry. No, I've heard um, food and beers and stuff at, at the grounds. Yeah, it's like $4, uh, four dollars yeah. for ridiculous. Oh, yeah. in England, yeah. Oh, in England, in England yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like, expensive. I, don't, I don't remember how much yeah. I paid. I was pretty plastered. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 quid for some fucking nachos. <laughs> Just gross. Have you seen all those photos you see on like Facebook of like each um, stadium's food. Yeah. It gets posted. Yeah, some of the food's shocking. Just <laughs> that's uh, another thing about United as well. Apparently, well, I've never seen it firsthand, but check the prices. Massive, massive appeals for a restructure of the 
of the um yeah, old of, of old Trafford. Yeah. It's, apparently, it's just fuck. Like yeah. it's run down. The infrastructure is just terrible. Yeah. Not only yeah, not not only the stadium, but apparently the training facilities. Like we're just well behind every Harrington, other club. Yeah, well, because we were so far ahead, it's just people are catching up, and it just shows. Like yeah, we haven't done anything. Harrington was years. massive, and but yeah. that's because the fucking Glazers don't want to put any money into that. It. Is that, sorry, I was gonna say that is one thing I'll give to FSG, like the way they've kept upgrading Enfield season after season, yeah. like the way they've built, they've also just built a brand new training facility. So when, um, is it that, what's it called now? A new one? The AXA. AXA, that's it, yeah. Training centre. So they've done really well for fucking um, doing our stadium and infrastructure and things like that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the Super League, going back to it, the reason it's starting to come up, so I said players like, obviously, Perez has always said it's going to be a thing. Um, the Real Madrid players, like Tony Cruz in particular, they're still big proponents of it. They think it's time to happen. Um, they want it to happen. I can't yeah. believe play- wow. any player wants this to happen. Well, scarily, the man who's just taking control of Chelsea, the man who wants to bring in shit like all-star games and Americanize our beautiful sport, Todd Bowley has said, it. we obviously pulled out, but I'd never say a hard no to an opportunity. I like to keep options alive, he says. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot, by the way. He really is. He's just a clown, Todd Bowley. Bring, Ro- bring back Roman. Well, wait for, <laughs> wait for this war to be over, and I dare yeah. say there'll be a bid coming in from him. Yeah. As soon as the oligarchs can go back and spend their money however they want to, I dare say he'll go and get Chelsea again. Is this just because he's Russian? That's why you have to go away. So no, he's, 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 he's very entire Putin. Oh, well, don't bring They're him boys. back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. They're boys. But yeah, like Todd Bowie, so he, he's mentioned this week um, he'd love to see an all-star game, a North versus South all-star game. I am not watching the game of Liverpool United players playing together. No, I think it's <laughs> I'm not watching I think, that shit. Like, it's fun to do on FIFA, but yeah. like, it ruins... Like, it takes, you look at American sports, there's no rivalries there. There's no fucking... You would never see Keane and Gerrard playing in the same team. Like, the as thing- much as they both said they'd love to, they'd... Kill each other. And the thing is, Klopp said in the interview too, like the, t- the players are tired enough. Yeah, like they yeah. play. F- they play Premier League, Champions League, or just say Premier League for an example. They play that for nine months, and their three month break to play international football. Yeah, yeah. like when there's, there's yeah, no time the to fit it in. Like and American yeah. sports don't play for half the year. Yeah, and yeah, literally right. football's twelve months nonstop. Yeah. There might be like a four week period where there's nothing, but. There's always football. Yeah, we don't need more. Like, as lovely as it would be to have more football, we don't need more football. Yeah. And, like, even though, like, even Liverpool's rivalry is in south of England. It's, like, it's 40 minutes down the road in Manchester. Yeah. We don't need to be south of England. Like. No. Yeah, I think this just ridiculous. It's just a money grab from fucking American yeah. dog owners who don't understand what a real passionate sport is. Or even just English culture in general. British culture. Yeah, you, uh, for me, that's a big thing. Is you can't come in. He's been in the job five minutes and he's trying to change the the culture of of, in, of, of, of Premier League football. Yeah. yeah, it's like, come on now, like fucking take a back seat, mate. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> sit down, shut up. You it just got there. Just, <laughs> but um, I was gonna say as well. I think it was, I was watching like a. I think it was BT Sport or Sky Sports. And I think it might have been Owen Hargreaves who was talking about it, and he said um, a big thing about the All Stars games. In um, America, especially the basketball, is their shit. The All Stars, like the players, don't care when yeah. they're playing. The they're players doing, do not give just a fuck. Tricks, it's like a charity yeah. match. Yeah. yeah, it's like no one even like no one enjoys them that much because yeah. 
like the players, they don't want to get injured, number one, which is a big thing as well. Yeah. Like football is a very, very full-on sport. And it, like we said, there's already massive amounts of games. To fit in an all-stars game somewhere yeah. would be probably in a, in a period where players aren't fit enough to play anyway. Yeah. And then injuries will occur. And then, you know, if I, if I was a coach, like if I was Klopp or Ten Hag or Pep or anything like that, I wouldn't want my players going no, to play a t- say fucking no. all-stars yeah. game. You know what, well, like Scash just said, charity matches there. So you look at when like Liverpool legends or Man United legends or Bayern Munich legends play, like that's all funny games. Like yeah. to watch like Beckham and Skulls and that. But even they're like boring as shit. Yeah. And yeah. that's legends, that, yeah, they're a bit past it, but they're still technically like they can still do a job. Yeah. And even then, but like you're not going to get any better than that when you have an all star game anyway. No. We're no. Just talking about the managers as well. You need a manager. Who- I reckon they would be like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's like, who coaches? They, need they the want a break staff, as well. Like, you need <laughs> yeah. physios and yeah. like, there's just so much that goes fucking into yeah. it. Also, yeah. another point, fucking Liverpool and City, the two best teams in the league for three or four seasons now, they would just destroy the other, yeah. the other. The, well, I don't know if it's South or North in, America, in England, but that team would just, Trump them like it wouldn't even yeah. be a contest. It'd be, it'd be like a, yeah. it'd be like a four goal deficit. Like it'd be, yeah. it wouldn't even be it'd a be murder watch. because like even the best. So you'd have like London and Chelsea players, uh, London Arsenal and Chelsea players because that'd be like the same. Yeah. So you'd and have Tottenham. It'd be a full team of London teams versus Liverpool and City. It'd, yeah, yeah, it'd be literally just Liverpool and City. I don't even think a United player would make it in. Mm. Maybe no. on the bench. I mean, you'd have CR seven obviously because. If it's all Tickets. for fucking money and yeah. bullshit anyway. And yeah. then you can sell an all-star shirt with Ronaldo on the back. You're going to fucking do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't I don't agree with any of this. I don't agree, like, as much as you can look at it and say, like, we're stuck in our ways and we don't, like, there is definitely room for football to grow and accommodate a massive financial structure, which there now is. Mm. But sh- pulling in stupid American shit and doing things like stupid Super League and stuff like that, is not the way to do it. It's good to see the managers come out talking against the fucking whole um, all-star game. Stevie G didn't. Like, it was good to see Klopp come out and say it. Stinky Steve said he wanted it and <laughs> wanted to play in it. Did he? Yeah. He said he wanted it. He just said it'd be interesting to watch. He said, he said I wish I could have played in one. We're going to do it. <laughs> really? Stinky Steve, yeah. Stinkhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. W- w- all we can do is sit here and hope that... Um, I think... Of how everyone united against Super League. Like, it was this... I feel like... Because the thing is, like... To let these players go and play this all-star game... Like, there's so much things that have to, have to happen through contracts and things like that, too. And I can't see managers wanting to approve any of their players leaving. Yeah. Like, with their contract obligations. So, I'm just reading on further into this Todd Bowley interview... Which he was talking about the Super League. This is actually the one where he's talking about the all-star game, too. And he says... His last words in the interview are... Everyone likes the idea of more revenue for the league, but there's a real cultural aspect, and I think evolution will come. So he somehow thinks yeah. the English are going to evolve into some Americanized culture where we give a single fuck about... A, he said, why don't we do a tournament with the bottom four teams because the relegation teams are the ones that get the big TV numbers. I think foreign people understand like how strong English culture is once like, you're there. It's so deep. Like, that's is. the main... Th- like. Like it's centuries, been doing thousands shit, of yeah. years. We've been of doing culture. this shit for hundreds and hundreds of years. Like thousands. Premier League didn't pop up yesterday. Mm. Teams like United and Liverpool, they've been around for hundreds. Like eighteen ninety two, we were founded. Yeah, 
and you're going to come in and <laughs> fucking throw some bullshit. 130. Well, you said hundreds of years. Well, England's been around, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, football's been around. <laughs> that's what I thought you were saying. I was like, thousands a year. Man, Jesus played for Liverpool, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see a caveman scoring top bins with a little coconut, mate? Didn't you see hoo-hoo-ha-ha score top left? <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen ooga-booga-booga. <laughs> Starting fires and scoring top bins yeah. screamers, mate. But yeah, like, I, it's just so dumb. I hate, I, I think I just hate the sense of a more business-focused football. Yeah, so Which is going to have to happen to some degree, but the degrees in which they're talking are too drastic, too dramatic, and completely unnecessary. Yeah, like all-star games. It just doesn't make sense. Like, if we had, like, an actual three-month period where there's no football, it makes sense. But there's literally football 12 months of the year. Yeah. Non-stop. Another thing is with, like, all this stuff very well could happen with all these American owners. I think there's now 11... Of the twenty League. teams in the Premier League, oh, uh, American really? owners, yeah, but like from a from a fan's point of view, like you just don't want it to happen this way. The I thing don't, is, I don't think it will. One buy tickets for it, just don't show up. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. At the end right, of the day, right. fans are the heart, heart of the sport. Right? Oh, there's no football without fans. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, fans don't want it. Like, I mean, some fans are going to want it, of course, but if fans don't want it. Same with Super League, it just will not happen. There's yeah. just no way it'll happen. So, well, I guess we'll see, but I, c- I can't see a way. Only thing yeah. I could think of is like an All-Stars on the 21s game. But even that would not even bring in revenue. Yeah. I, the only way you'd do it is like a charity match. But then if we're just going to do charity match of old legends, I'd much rather watch like the Sidemen are doing a charity match next week. That'd be way yeah. better, way more interesting to watch a bunch of them play for Premier League clubs than but it would be for... Yeah, they don't want cha- <laughs> they don't want it for charity. They want it for themselves. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's the gross that was, part. Yeah. Like, but that's what I'm saying from a fan's perspective. I don't give a fuck about. It. I don't want to give them money. I want to give it to charity. Like, I would yeah, get behind yeah. a charity game where yeah, it's exactly. like you have a bunch of influencers or famous people representing their favorite teams. Like, yeah. what? Why do they need more fucking money? They're absolute billionaires, all of them, and they want more and more money. Well, there's a reason they got to where they are. That's why they are billionaires. Yeah, just still just ruthless, ruthless <laughs> businessmen. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's just, it's a hard market to come into football and try and implement all your ideas and bring a change because the consumers is not like a Nike product where you sell it and then the consumers are still the same. Like football, the consumers are so deep and rooted into the brand of football that they won't allow the people at the top to change the product. I think that's a lot of things. The American... Oh, did Jackie do it? Oh, no. (sighs) (laughs) We're, what, eight weeks into this now? (laughs) But, yeah, like, the consumerism in America is, like, insane. Like, NBA teams bring out eight jerseys a year and people buy all of them, Mm -hmm. some of them twice, to have two different names on the bat. Like, you can see, like, English teams, like, United, the worst for it, would bring out seven shirts a year. But, like, Arsenal bring out ten. Like, and... If we're going to move down that route, it's pretty gross. Mm. It's pretty gross. Remember back in the day, I think through the 90s, you used to keep the same jersey for like three seasons. Yeah, well, I think seasons. Brentford did it. Brentford haven't bought out a new home shirt this year. They've just rocked on with the same from last so year. So no, we did the same jersey for like two to three seasons up yeah. until like 99. United used to rock a lot of, which is good. It's good to find replicas now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our thoughts on the Super League there. Let us know in the comments how you feel, if you want to see a Super League, and if you do, we'll block you because you're scum. (laughs) (laughs) 
But no, Cancel let us culture. Know. Yeah. That'll be us now. Should we um, <laughs> recap? I know we've already probably said this last episode, but just to freshen the minds, like our predictions for tonight's games. Yeah, let's jump onto it. Yeah, good idea. Why not? Exciting games. But yeah, just the two games tonight, because obviously all the cancelled fixtures for Her Majesty Lane to rest. Uh, 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 uh. So we've got Brentford versus Arsenal. Brentford are at home. Scarcely, you've gone 3-1 to Arsenal. Jackie, you've gone 1-0. Benny, you've gone 3-2. And I've gone 2-0. We've all gone in the favour of Arsenal. Um, and then Everton versus, versus versus West Ham United at Goodison Park. Um, Scarcely, you've gone 2-1 West Ham. Jackie, you've gone 1-0. Benny, you've gone 1-0 West Ham. And I've gone 2-1 West Ham as well. I do think on that Brentford-Arsenal game, it could be um, a Brentford win, to be honest. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I kind of wish I'd changed mine. But I'm going to stick with it because I'm a real bloke. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Brentford doing the same as they did last year at Arsenal's first game of the season, pulling out like a little 3 0 or something, because they do look marvellous. It'd be interesting to see as well, because it is Arsenal's first game since since we battered them 3 1. Yeah, true. So, you know, if they bounce back, if they don't, what, what, what happens there, I guess? It is cool to see teams playing a bit more regenerated too, obviously having a week off, no internationals, yeah. nothing. So, obviously, next week. We will be talking about those two games, but there'll be no club football next week, so international breaks. Yeah, we'll so talk about international football then. Yeah, I guess we can touch on it. Yeah. For those of us interested in international friendlies, well, it's Nations League, some of them. So. Mm. What the fuck is it, It's basically <laughs> friendly <laughs> that you get some points from. That's a stupid system. But yeah, um, I don't think there's anything else for us to bring up this week, is there? No, uh, not really. That's the potty done and dusted, kippers and custard. <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, give us a like, subscribe, share if you're on YouTube. I think you can like on Spotify, Apple Music, get around it, get us out there, get us in the algorithm. Do we want to talk about Greenwood back in United or is it too controversial? I mean, it's nothing. He's, I would have said it's nothing. He's named in the squad. If he's found guilty, he's out of it. If not, if well, I thought he's. I, I read something last night that um, the charges were dropped. I haven't seen anything official from the courts or anything. Yeah, it might have been journalists. I've seen a lot of stuff like that, and it's just journalists. Maybe we should yeah, wait sorry. until we have official news. Yeah, I mean, we can touch on it. He was named in the Premier League, the full Premier League squad, as a under twenty one that can feature in games. Mm. It's like an uncounted number type thing, um, but. It's not surprising because Ten Hag said when he got the job, he said if he's found not guilty, he'll play football. If not, I don't see how he can not. Like the video is pretty. Well, the the audio is pretty. I think not guilty doesn't tell the story. Yeah, the judicial system is what it is. I think Ten Hag's just sticking to the fact that you're innocent till proven guilty. Yeah, he's not going to take the chance away from him. I mean, for all his personal flaws, he's still a marvelous footballer. I mean, not going to be. Over the moon if he comes back, but do you think he? I don't know. I I think it will be hard for him to come back, even if he is proven guilty, uh, exactly proven it. innocent. Yeah, mm. he's still um, got to come back. He hasn't been training. He hasn't been working. Like the angst as well. If he yeah. if he does come back like in the dressing room, he'll cop it as well. Yeah, yeah. And fans. Imagine the first time he'll cop fans. it. Yeah, the club. Yeah. The, what, the yeah, whole yeah. anyone who's involved. Like for Ten Hag though, it's a brazen move to. 
put him in there, but it means not, like means nothing because the list of players he's on are like players that could potentially debut in the season. Mm. So there's a lot of our youth that are on there that yeah. may or may not make their Premier League debuts. It just so happens if he does come on, he's the number eleven for Manchester United, so it's a bit more yeah, bit more yeah. concerning. But yeah, for me, it's nothing because it probably won't even happen. It's just obviously it went viral because. It's a His name is movement. synonymous with, well, and it's been kept out of the press incredibly yeah. well. Yeah, as the full United. Well, it's surprising how now. long the case is drawn out. Well, usually, you do so much evidence to go yeah. through, and then it's just back and forth between lawyers, like the filing, and because yeah. his team will be trying to gather as much evidence as possible. So that's why they will be still on the two, just trying to gather trying, as much yeah, information, to, like pull flaws in her character to say that she's a liar, and then stuff's not real. Yeah. Just, it's a terrible situation for everyone involved. Like, I think I saw Benjamin Mendy got let off too. Did I read that? I don't know. I, I haven't seen, haven't seen it. Surely not. There was about nine different yeah. charges yeah. on him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> concerning. Prison FC. No, I, was, I haven't heard anything on is Sigurdsson. Yeah, that's also very well. His name's still not True. been officially released to the press. That's why. Mm. Yeah. That, that must be a... Dark, How, he dark his case. was um, child paedophilia, was it? Yeah, yeah. that must yeah. be a very very dark case. Well, the thing is, if there's ever kids involved, they um, really stifle all the names and that, which is why I think we haven't heard a lot from Greenwood case because it's still technically, or at the time accusations were made, it was still, or they were around child. Mm, child, so. yeah. I was wrong about the Mendy thing, by the way, What's but um, it hasn't been the outcome yet. Yeah, he got granted. I think, I think that's what I saw. But, um, yeah, that Gilfie Sigerson thing is wild, eh? Like I said, you haven't had anything. Don't even know a team. Obviously, we assume it's him. Yeah. He's not in the squad and he's gone. Nice but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't even know he was charged with something, to be honest. That's how much I didn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's been charged, but... No, he no, got accusations made against him. He's defense. definitely, like... but He's, like he's fighting the case, that's for of, sure. Out of yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, on so that well, note, <laughs> good way to end it. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, gets out there, get around yeah. the boys. Yeah, Glazers out, FSG out. Mm. Once again, top bowling up. Yeah, anything, anything <laughs> you guys want us to discuss? Any topics? Um, we've got the international break next week, so comment. Anything you like? We'll uh, yeah, we'll discuss. We'll get around it. Yeah. Sweet. Right. Well, cheers for listening in. Yeah, the boys. Cheers next week. <laughs>